ghouls all under the world. Tune your dial in to the show where ghosts put what's feared most on a wheel and give a spin. Cause it's Hollow's Eve and some believe that evil is about. If you frighten quick or you're feeling sick, there's always my way. It's all Hollow's Wheel. All Hollow's Wheel. We're muted. Now go. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the weekly watch wheel. Ah, ah, ah. Where wheel watch Watch a a movie. movie. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Matt, and I am your host, your... Podcast host, <laughs> ghost host. Hey everybody, welcome. Oh, we're not a, we're not on the weekly watch wheel. Oh no, you're tuning in to All Hollows Wheel. We're getting a call from a, one of our listeners. <laughs> I don't even know where my phone is, Jimmy. Wherever it is, though, the ringer's on like an old person. Still. You have that ringer on like you're fifty. It's great. Was my ringer actually on? Could you I hear just, my phone ringing? There was two ringers just now. I couldn't tell which one was coming through your computer. Well, I mean, there was two. They were oh, both okay. they were alternating. So there was a ringer on your phone and a ringer on the laptop. You guys need to turn off your phones when we record, okay? <sighs> well, I mean, I am the only one who calls you, so. <laughs> <laughs> that was harsh. <laughs> Okay. If the boot fits. Say it again. If the I already boot. Did it. I know. We're callbacking to your <laughs> reference. Can you do it? Fits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is All Hollows Wheel. All Hollows Wheel. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Shanley, make a sound effect, Shanley. Do something spooky. Zombie, 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 zombie. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> that sounds like uh, Grace from Ferris Bueller's Day Off when she's pretending to be the principal. You guys don't like Ferris Bueller. Yeah. I don't know why I'm friends with you guys. We feel the same. Anyway, it's not just me here. I'm here with 999 happy ah. haunts. And I'm also here with three friends, two of which are human. Human number one. How are you doing, Shanley? I am well. Nice. I, what? Go ahead. I'm, just, I'm excited for this Halloween season. Yeah, Halloween. It's the Halloween season. And Santa Claus <laughs> is coming round. You know that song? He's big and tall and sometimes he's brown. What? He'll be coming down the chimney down. So hickory do and dickory dock. And don't forget to hang up a sock. Cause just tonight around 12 o'clock, he'll be coming down the chimney down. You know, that one, that uh, that is a famous radio Christmas song. One of the, my favorite radio Christmas songs is... Hey Santa! Hey Santa! Santa! <laughs> you know that one? <laughs> hey Santa! Hey I don't think Santa! I like that 
<laughs> it sucks. What's the worst? I love that one. <laughs> yeah, I love it too, but it sucks. You know which so. another one that sucks that I love is um. Oh shoot. The one Merry that I was Christmas, singing. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, the joy that he brings. I like that. I don't one. know what that is. I've never I don't heard know that one either. But but one... I know Jimmy hates one of the passion, and I can never remember what it is. I just remember him getting mad about it every single time. Well, Do you know I don't what it is? like the one that I was just singing. Um, the, the peppermint stick. Yeah, I hate Saint that one. Nick. It sounds like um, coming down the chimney down. It sounds like the <laughs> Family Guy, the Family Man. It sounds like the Family Man with the Nicolas guy? Cage. No. Oh, it sounds like uh, Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, it sounds like Seth MacFarlane. I like his singing voice. Oh, I'm not saying he's bad at it. I'm just saying that the dude who sings that song sounds like he's Seth doing MacFarlane. a Seth MacFarlane impression. Or Seth MacFarlane has been doing a that guy impression. <laughs> he's a huge his fan whole life. of that song. Um, Is that? Yeah, I hate that one. I hate. I think there's multiple Beatles ones. I and hate I, Happy I would, uh, Christmas. I know an umbrella John Lennon's of that. Happy Christmas is the worst freaking song. So I don't know if that's the same song because I hate them, but the so this is Christmas. Yeah, that's that's the one. And what have you done? I'm like, and a happy new year. Let's hope it's a good one without any fear. Like, do you know how to write songs, John yeah, Lennon? He sucks. Put um, some time in. But there's another one. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's the Paul McCartney one. How does that go? I want a Christmas, Christmas. That one. Is that the one? I don't know what that one is. I want a Christmas hand. <laughs> 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 We're skipping our season right now. But go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, this is. I hate this. Oh, I like this one. The moon is out. You're an idiot. Simply having oh. a wonderful Christmas time. This song time. can go straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> this song is written by somebody who just got a dope keyboard. <laughs> I can handle just a few of these. Too much and I'm like, I hate this song. Yep. I like I like later when it goes, and that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Yeah, please don't. The children. Please stop. Sing Why are you doing this? Song. It's Halloween. I really wish I knew the words. <laughs> I really ding know. dong. Ding <laughs> dong. Anyway, the tis the season to be spooky. Scary. Mm-hmm. Oh, we still haven't shown you Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Oh, I Please think I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. We're really jumping right into this week, aren't we? Hell uh, yeah. Shenanley, you done spun All Hollows Wheel. And what did you get? Yes, I spun the wheel for All Hollows. And I. For got Hollows what? Wheel. No, she, she said. She put wheel in the front of it. He doesn't listen. I heard that, but you spun the wheel. That's the thing you spun. Of all Hollows. For All Hollows Wheel, which is the event on the podcast. Hmm. All Hollows Wheel isn't a noun. It is a, 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 a fan inve- event. A fan... fan, fan uh... You are overestimating how much I care. I spun the damn wheel, <laughs> and I got... 
No one's seen that movie in 50 years. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So scary. <laughs> that was a good. Did you name that one, Jimmy? I, I, I named most of them. Yeah. I'm really good. Yeah, you are. That's I'm really you... pulling my weight on this podcast. Yeah, I feel like all the naming is you guys. And me just going, yeah, that sounds good. But isn't that From also time time, the podcast? Also I don't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> True. And sometimes you do it and then we have an awkward fight about our relationship in front of Matt. I don't think we do. I and, think you always just, have to I, bring it that into it. Like, well, now this is weird. It's like, no. I feel like it's my fault. Do you guys not love me anymore? <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Don't start talking. Damn it. My phone is stupid. Okay, we'll just sing. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The Jimmy's on his laptop. I'm done. Hmm? I moved on. What were you trying to do? I was going to make a reference from the movie that we watched in response to you being the Ah, way you are. But I don't care anymore. That song has... Robs me of joy. <laughs> That's what happens this season, Jim. Um, one thing we watched is uh, the Vincent Price Tim Burton short. Oh, yeah. I showed you I guys really that liked in that. anticipation for what we were going to choose for this week's watch. And it was super cool, right? It was super cool. I liked it. It was. Did you show it to us on YouTube? On the YouTube? It was. I mean, yeah, I think so. It's on YouTube. It's very cool. It's called it Vincent. Is. And it's about Tim Burton probably being a weird little kid who is obsessed with scary movies and Vincent Price. He grew up to be a weird little man. Yes. He lived in a <laughs> separate house from his wife. What's her name? The Helena hot chick. Bonham Carter. Yes. The hot chick? She's super hot, dude. Oh. What's her name in uh, Planet of the Apes? Oh, uh, it's like. Zora or something I was like joking. That. I thought that would be a funny lead-in. I thought you guys would make fun of that. Shanley, what movie did you choose? I chose A House on Haunted Hill. Mm-hmm. From 1959. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shanley, what's the movie about? Mm-hmm. So, okay. I'm going to mm-hmm. try not to butcher it this time. In 1959... It was a spooky old year. It was a spooky old year. I know Matt knew what I was talking about last night, but when the theme song started, Mm -hmm. it kept being just like ominous theremin noises (laughs) mixed in with like riffs from that song that like Frank Sinatra, Mm -hmm. um, it was a very good year thing. Mm. I know I said that and Matt was like, yeah, did you catch that? Did it sound like it to you? Uh, no, because I don't know what that song is. Okay, well... So first we gotta show you Werewolf Permits. Yes, and then we'll show you the other one. Okay, sounds good. Um, well I just had to throw that out because while we're on a theme of songs that I hate, I hate that song. I don't get why that's like a popular song. And I used to work at a camera store in San Mateo where the owner was like obsessed with bad music and Mm. old music. And when those two met, he would put the cassette tape into our stereo and play that in the store all day and that was one of his favorites was that a lot of willie nelson i hate willie nelson oh really yeah he's terrible i like his version of blue skies i don't like singers that have like a gimmick you know 
Like when it's like, oh, I, I, I like, I sing bad, but like in my style, it's like, yeah, but it's still bad. So why do we care? Like, uh, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan is like the the main version of that, you know. But I feel like Willie Nelson is of that ilk. Okay. All right, Shanley, go ahead. All right, House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> so we have um, millionaire Frederick Lauren. Mm, Him my and man. his wife Annabelle. Uh, rent out a haunted house to spend the night. Yeah. And they invite... Uh, is it a haunted house? Or Let is it a house on a haunted hill? Through this. Because it's a house on okay. haunted hill. Thank you. Not a haunted house on... Nope, they're staying at a haunted house. Okay. And um, <laughs> they, one of them, it's debatable, but they invite five random people... Mm-hmm. Who all need money, so they're invited to spend the night with them in the haunted house, and if they do that, they get ten thousand dollars each. Ooh, nice. I did the math, by the way. Do you guys know how much money that is? Like today? I looked it up, and it's a ninety-two thousand. Did you look it up? I read it on IMDb trivia. Is that what you got? While well, reading it, yeah, that's what I got. What did that's you got? Remember it told what you? you? Yeah. What did you got when you did the So I looked it up, and the website that I used to convert the monies said it was like 50-something thousand. Really? Which surprised me. I was like, it seems like it should have been a lot more than that. So maybe whatever you use is more accurate, because that sounds better. That's a good deal. I mean, I would do it for $10,000 now. For sure. Yeah, oh, I mean, man. I would do it for like free pizza. <laughs> you can have me over for anything if there's free pizza there. Well, you canceled your gym membership and they had free pizza there. Do they have free pizza there? Yes, that's the whole point. Is at the very least Wait, why haven't every, we gone? Every Friday, Planet Fitness gives all their members free pizza. This episode brought to you by Planet Fitness. It's hilarious because they're a gym. But that's and how they, they keep people free going. Pizza? So, that's how they keep you going. We have a membership, mm-hmm. and we haven't been going. But we also haven't been going just to get free pizza. What are we doing? I've been going to jujitsu. <sighs> I went running today. Yeah. So what have you been doing, Shanley? I've been growing a human. Uh, yeah. She's gonna be milking that for months. I am. <laughs> Baby's got to eat. Oh, the baby's going to be milking you. <laughs> anyway, was there anything else to add to that, Shanley? Uh, I mean, should I give away the ending? I mean, oh, so just throwing this out also. This is available on Amazon in color and in black and white. Right. And it's also available on, on YouTube for free. So... If anyone cares about spoilers, you should definitely go watch it. It's only like an hour and 15 minutes. Hour seven. Okay. Well, it says an hour and 15 Does on it? everything. So maybe you're skipping Ooh. parts of it. Is it So one thing I saw was um, it's like public domain. Like yep. they didn't renew the copyright. And because of that, a lot of scenes have gotten cut oh, over okay. the years. Like from different copies. Public domain. Have. So that means it's ours. We did it's it. It's our movie. Yes. Go watch our movie, guys. <laughs> Support the channel. <laughs> it was great working with Vincent. Mm. We just call him Vincent. Vinny, uh, oh, Vince is so cool. Uh, every time, that guy. Such a gift. <laughs> 
small price to pay. Oh, ho, ho. Jimmy, do you have anything to add to what what she said thus far? <laughs> I mean, come on. If you're giving him an option to talk, he's just going to talk for the next hour. <laughs> Don't you think I do? Yeah, you have a you have a look on your face. He always has that. Look. Okay, it's a so face first that off, looks like Jimmy. <laughs> Shanley said that it's kind of debatable who invited these people to the party, right? Yep. But it is in fact not debatable because a point of contention between the beautiful Lorenz Annabelle Annabelle and Bunt Frederick Friedrich uh the they're discussing whose party it was that which is disgusting. a recurring argument that they have and I love it and he's like it's your party dear and she's like oh I didn't invite all these people if it's my party how come you didn't invite any of our friends mm-hmm. and he's like we don't have any friends and so her point was that he invited all these weird people yeah because they lost all their friends because of his jealousy. So it is her party. It was her idea to have the party. Yeah. But she's mad that he invited everyone and it's not people that they're friends with. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Um, whenever Frederick's talking about this party, he introduces it as his wife's party. Yeah. And whenever we see her, she talks about it as if it's his party. Mm. And so they kind of both um, pass in the buck, as it were. Y- yes. Hmm. Can we start at the beginning? It's a very good place to start. Do you guys know where I'm going with this? The very beginning of this film? Go ahead. Oh, the floating head? So it starts with just like a cornucopia of random horror sounds. There's wailing. What sounds? Horror sounds. Okay. There's wailing and screaming. She blows! Uh, wailing. Show me your larboard side. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. They say show me your larboard side in uh, the second, or no, the third parts of the Caribbean mm-hmm. when it's going to Davy Jones' locker. Yeah. And it's like you know, the yeah. sounds from the ride. That's very cool. It is cool. Anyways, um, was that just completely random, or was there cause for me to, I guess you kind of went into like a... Well, you said there's sense. wailing. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Okay. Go on. So, anyways, um, it was funny. It was a good bit. Go ahead. There's like just there's wailing, there's screaming, (laughs) there's chain rattlings. I think there's like a door creak and stuff. There's just like scary noises happening, Mm -hmm. and then the floating head. Of one of the guests at the party and the current owner of the house on Haunted Hill. Mm-hmm. Whoa, where, His name is Watson Pritchard. Watson. Yeah, played by Elisha Wood Jr. No. No? It is not Elijah Wood. <laughs> no, it's Elisha something Jr. His name is... Egg. Elisha Cook Jr. Elisha Cook Jr. <laughs> I named him. <laughs> Do you know what that is? It's like one of Shanley and I's favorite quotes. What's that? And there's an episode of Malcolm in the Middle where there's like a random boy wandering around in their house in the morning <laughs> when they're getting ready. And the mom's like, who the hell is this? And he's like eating cereal at the table. And like, what's your name, kid? And like, they're all like looking at him. And he goes, Eck. 
she's like, egg? And then the dad's like, I think he said Ed. And then Dewey walks out and he's like, his name is Egg. I named him. (laughs) (laughs) And then the mom says, well, you can't keep him. (laughs) It's very funny. It's one of the best. So anyways, Shanley says that a lot. And it's one of my favorite things. All right. So he comes out and he's like, oh, this house, it's haunted. Seven people have been murdered there. And more will be murdered soon. And it's haunted. Then we cut to the house Mm -hmm. and immediately are met with a second floating talking head. The head of Frederick Loren, played by Vincent Price. Yeah. And he is like addressing the audience. Yeah. And it's like a like a prologue almost. Yeah. So he does that. How'd you guys feel about those? I got hit with two back to back. Loved it. I felt like I was being pulled into an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like... Man, Watson Pritchard is my favorite character of the whole movie. So really? His weird... His constantly confounded huh? face mm. at the very <laughs> beginning of the movie. I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. And Vincent Price is incredibly handsome. He is. <laughs> and seeing his translucent face superimposed over the haunted house... It's like, all right. How did you feel are. about it, Shanley? I liked seeing Vincent Price. Mm-hmm. I didn't care much for um, the Watson Pritchard character. Mm. I think I agree. I do think that, like, I didn't like his part. But I feel like if you cut that out and you just start with the Vincent Price one, it doesn't set up, like, the spooky, like, tone as mm-hmm. much. So even though it felt kind of random and disorienting a little bit mm. to just start with the other guy. Um, it, because it's funny because that happens and then Vincent Price's floating head disappears, <laughs> but his voiceover continues Yeah, while it introduces all. He's like, oh, look, here comes our here other comes guests, guests now. Arriving and then all their individual vehicles. Yeah. He says like funeral cars. Yeah. Their but horses. yeah, but all the cars are like they, they cut to the same shot. Old leather smell. So it's probably in one car that they put a camera in, and then just had each person sit in the car. Oh yeah. But it's like a close-up shot of each person, including Warren Watson. Watson Pritchard. Pritchett. Mm-hmm. Watson Pritchett. Yeah, he's he's one of the guests. So yeah, it's it was weird going like okay, his head was just floating. Why is he talking to us? I kind of wonder if they should have just worked his dialogue into Vincent Price's monologue. Or had like just a third party kind of do it. Like a not a floating head, but just a voice. Um, I, I liked it. And because That's because you liked that guy. I did not like him. Shanley? I, ha- I don't... I can't say that I like him, but I do have a funny thought about him. So when I see him now, I laugh. Mm. Um, but it's kind of laughing at him, not with him. He's not you making know? many jokes in the movie. No, no. Do you, do you want to share your funny thing, or does? does I think that we to need wait? to like set up. We'll more. build to it. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, anyways, 
so that happens. Then we get all the people arriving with the very good year song playing. Mm-hmm. And this this is pre Star Wars, so you have the entire cast and crew credits before the movie. As a, it's very long, but to be said, uh, it's actually fairly entertaining. Even while the credits are rolling, you have the people arriving, smoking cigarettes outside of the house, and spooky things going on. And it's, it's cool because they're the outside of the house is a um, Frank Lloyd Wright house. I don't know what that means. Share with me your art culture art boy he's a like famous architect mm-hmm. nice. um the only thing that i know i've seen did he do the getty um i know he built a house at barnsdall park that i saw it's right next to the like la municipal art museum or something la municipal art gallery i think but either way um what the hell are you doing my name is Fudge. You just ate some of my fudge? <laughs> you are turning Thank into goodness. fudge. Which more like a taffy. Taffy to mutton fudge. If it was good, you would have finished it by now. Because <laughs> 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 you, you could not stop eating that chocolate bar that I had. You kept going back to that. Yeah, you offered. Yeah, I offered you some of it. Mm-hmm. And then you just kept going. Yeah. If you have to like... offer me to stop eating, too. Oh, would you like to stop eating my candy? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. If you want to try, there's a chocolate bar in the freezer. That I, I saw that. What? Thank you for offering. I want it. Okay, they didn't have it. But you have to eat some of the fudge first. No. no. I like that you don't want me to eat the fudge. That's oh, cool. I don't care. I thought oh. that was for me. I thought that was directed at me. Why would and I Matt make a fudge? rule for you eating your own chocolate bar? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Because I'm the ghost host. Mm, no, you're not. Um, Everybody gets into the foyer, and we come to find out they, they don't know each other, and none of them have ever met uh, Frederick Lauren. But he's rich, ain't he? Oh, yes. Millions, says one of the guests who is a journalist. Another guest, Watson Pritchard, and he's just the owner of the house. There's a young gal. Well, Watson Pritchard, also his brother, died in the house previously, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, he was murdered by his wife. Yep, and the murder weapon is still there in the house. Yeah, in like a (laughs) container. Um, So when did they say that he owns the house? He says it several times. He goes, hey, this is my house. I own it. Then why is he getting paid to be there? Well, because it's still Mm $10,000. I'd imagine that the If somebody offered you $10,000 to sleep in this apartment, Shanley, would you take it? Even if you had to be here with Jimmy and me while we're talking at you. I mean, I already paid to be here, so why wouldn't... I guess... Yeah, yeah. you see? (laughs) See? You answered your own question. (laughs) I had the impression that, like, that's not where he resides. He doesn't live there. He stayed there one night, and when they found him the next day, he He was was almost almost dead. dead. Remember when he was almost dead? Okay. Talked about it. And then there's also a gal named Nora... And she works for Lauren. one of the companies that yeah, Frederick Lorenz owns. And then there's Doctor David Trent, yes. and he's a psychiatrist. Mm, is he? He specializes in hysteria. Does he specialize in hysteria? He keeps talking cool. about it. I know he keeps talking about it, but yeah, they make a point of that when he's uh, getting into the car. He's a doctor and that study, and that's why he's going there. Is he? 
You mean the cartoon hysteria? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. The cartoon hysteria. Go on. What are you talking about? Talking about the cartoon hysteria. What is I was that? making a joke. This is a cartoon that studied history. It was kind of like Animaniacs. Hmm. And there's Loud Kiddington in it. Weird. Okay, Loud yeah. Kiddington reenacts the Big Bang. Um, Bang! Go ahead. That's good. <laughs> so, yeah, Dr. David Trent is a, studies hysteria, and that's why he's going there is because he wants to see the hysteria. Yeah, the see. human mind under stress can make people think that they're seeing ghosts. And he harps on that pretty heavily throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, There's Lance Schroeder, who's like a pilot. pilot. He's a pilot. And also very handsome. But he's a, like, in a what, kind of a bazooka bubblegum sort He's of pretty boring looking. Like He looks like you're supposed to think he's handsome. Mm. I think... I, I mean, yeah. I think he was like conventionally handsome, but... Mm-hmm. He's very high school football player in the 50s, handsome. Yes. Yes. Vincent Price is handsome in a way that like he looks like everybody back then. Like he looks like Salvador Dali, he looks like Walt Disney. They like all looked alike. I mean then. kind of, but he also looks like not Caesar really. Romero. You know Caesar Romero, the Joker. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but I feel like he has a very unique look. But also he looks a lot like this guy that I was friends with at art school <laughs> okay. named Victor. Ooh. Victor Price? No. But um, yeah, I would have changed that too to hide it, hide my true identity. Oh, and there was also Ruth Bridges, and she was a journalist mm-hmm. and kind of a fox. What I thought she was the most attractive person, the older lady, other mm-hmm. than Vincent Price. In this whole movie. <laughs> it was Vincent Price, then her, then Annabelle would be the hierarchy of attractiveness, in my opinion. I okay. think it was definitely both of the Lorenz, mm-hmm. they were a very good looking couple. Foxy power couple. Yeah. I thought Nora was very pretty. Uh, no. I think so. I, no. She was pretty, but then she just kept screaming and crying <laughs> and getting hysterical. And She wasn't being hysterical. We'll get to it. <laughs> was it just me or did it come off very like oddly sexist that they just kept dismissing everything that she said? They're like, oh, jeez, lady, I would have seen it if there was a ghost. Come okay. on. Well, I no. feel like also... Okay, hold on, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that seems oddly sexist. Yeah, right? <laughs> I wish you could have seen the look. She's like, really? Is this the time to cut off your wife as she's about to say something? Go ahead, Shanley. So you're saying she's the only one who sees the ghosts So this character, Nora, she mm-hmm. sees things. Like, she is in her room... And she sees a head in her luggage. She's by herself and she sees a ghost. Like, stuff happens to her. And she's freaking out. But I feel like she doesn't always tell people right away what she sees. Mm -hmm. And then when later, like, I think for the head one, she, like, waited a while. To be like, oh, yeah, you you don't think this is all real? Let's go back to my room. You want to see it? There's a (laughs) head in there. She should have brought it with her. Well, she should have said something as soon. Like, I think she, like, she, like, stopped along the way before going to tell people and, Mm. like, had a conversation and then got heated in that conversation and then threw out the, oh, yeah, you don't believe that? Let's go back to my room and see what's in there. And then when they go back to her room and there's no head, Mm. she starts screaming, get out! (laughs) And it's like, whoa, lady, what what is going on? 
So maybe maybe they weren't totally off base treating her as a crazy person. Yeah. Okay, I see that. Well, let's back up a little bit because before the party really gets into motion, we get to know Frederick and Annabelle's relationship. And this is like one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Does anybody want to jump in here and start us into this conversation that they have? Jim? Shanley? So they definitely have this banter. They go back and forth, and I personally loved it. Yeah. For one, they're talking about whose party it is, keep kind of passing the buck on mm-hmm. that. And um, then he kept alluding to that he thinks that she's trying to kill him. Right. He says, remember that the fun we had when you poisoned me? Thought that was great. Yeah. Um, James, do you have... I thought I had a note on that. I know you liked one of the their back and forths. Do you remember what it was? So I thought they were awesome. I really loved the relationship between these two. They were constantly arguing over whose idea it was to have the party right. and blaming it on each other. They really reminded me... We were all in the same English class in high school pretty much every year. Oh, and I think I know what you're going to say. They reminded me of one of the my favorite things that ever happened in the English class when we watched Who's Afraid, Afraid of, of Virginia, Virginia Wolf? Wolf. It's exactly. I loved that. And swampy. I feel like I was the only person in my class because you guys were in a different class than me, I think. Sort you of. might have been in my class. Yeah, but you also attended that but class. But I went to Shanley's yeah. class yeah. because she didn't go. <laughs> and I got dropped off at school early until I got my first car. Yeah. And I loved that movie. It's a weird and I movie. Feel like yeah. Me, you, and Mr. Daniel laughed hysterically at it. And the mm-hmm. rest of the class was like, what are we doing here? It is a weird movie. It's very weird. Do you know what that is, Shanley? Yeah, I actually... I, whatever days we watched that, I actually went to class. Nice. As soon as you started saying, it reminds you of a couple from English class, I already knew which one it yeah. was. Yeah, um, then it's, they're just this weird couple who are oddly aggressive toward one another and sort of I an aggravated the, sexual sort of way. The husband is like a professor at a college. Yeah. And then the kids who go there are like students who are dating, I think. No, the they're... Uh, the the young man is a new professor. Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, it reminds me a lot of my favorite episode of The Office where Michael and Jan have a bunch of people over for a house party. Oh, geez. So it's like a trope between kind of these three things in my mind that I love. This is the newest addition to it, but where it's like one couple brings all these people into their own weird drama and are like very public with like fighting and demeaning each other and it's making everyone else super uncomfortable hmm. and i think it i don't know why but it brings me a lot of joy so this was the best part of the movie for me was this relationship yeah um, when in that scene when they're they're first introduced and frederick keeps bringing up his suspicions that she's trying to murder him and bringing up the time that she poisoned him every single time annabelle has a witty like sassy quip back to him yeah he's like you remember what fun we had when you tried to poison me she says so she laughs uh-huh. and she says the doctor, the doctor said, said that was, you ate something yeah it was something you ate it was and he goes yes 
arsenic on the rocks. Yeah. It's and so they, good. But they laugh together it's like devilish. through all of those lines and I love it. It's cuz they hate each uh, other but like I kind of get why they why they got together. Like, I, he also so says much sexual tension there. He also says at one point of all my wives you're the least agreeable. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, he also when he's like telling her to go downstairs to join the party he is like he picks up a bottle of champagne and starts shaking it mm-hmm. and she's like why do you always do that and he's like because it might explode and he thinks he he remarks that it would be funny if like a wealthy playboy kills his wife with a champagne cork and he aims, and he it, aims at her it at her face. head and she's yeah. like that's not funny <laughs> uh i like the when he goes if i offered you a million dollars to leave me would you take it and she says no and he goes ah you want the whole thing and she looks at him she goes don't you think i deserve it it's incredible (laughs) they they hate each other so much so one of their back and forths that i really liked is he says yes i lie awake nights wondering why i married you it was rather a mistake and she says you didn't marry me dear i married you unpleasant but not a mistake that was brutal (laughs) (laughs) just like yeah i love Um, it and then she says that she's not going to go down to the party at all mm -hmm. and then 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 it gets kind of escalated oh go ahead am i stepping on something no but i have it if you want me to to, yeah go ahead so she says for the last time i'm not going to your party he says it's not my party but yours uh now are you ready dear and she says no and he grabs, grabs her, her by, by the, the hair ponytail yeah pulls her he, head back yeah and he says are you ready dear and she closes her eyes and says yes damn you <laughs> <laughs> in like a playful like sexual charged way. i have to say that every time like you and i are leaving the apartment to do something if you ask me if i'm ready i'll, I'll go, yes damn, damn you, you. <laughs> that's my new thing yeah, their relationship is great, and this 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 movie is actually sort of not about a haunted house. It's kind of more about this horrifying marriage. Yes, which is why Nora's an idiot. But we'll get back to that later. Okay. But yeah, the whole movie is about it's it's all a game between this couple, mm-hmm. and every they're basically playing chess with each other's lives. Yeah, well, let's keep. I want. I don't want to do one of those shot for shot things. There's just so much to go into with this yeah, movie. Yeah, sure. So, meanwhile, just throw out notable things. We'll we'll work our way around it. Okay. Yeah. No, we could always go back and edit and cut things out. But meanwhile, downstairs, the guests are waiting, and uh, Frederick realizes that he's not going to get his wife to come down anytime soon. So he has Watson Pritchard give everybody a tour. And at which point, Watson pulls out a knife and he goes, this is what my sister-in-law used to murder my my brother and her sister. And then he says that uh, she hacked them up with this knife that's still in the house. <laughs> Clean. <laughs> yeah. The... And, and not in like a knife drawer or anything. It's in like, it's like an like behind ottoman? a couch. It's in like a little wooden case. <laughs> I thought it was like the arm... I thought it looked like the armrest. It was like the armrest of the chair, like flipped open. I thought it was behind the bookcase. bookcase. (laughs) (laughs) I knew there was no way to get around that. Uh, I thought it was like you know how some dad chairs have like a remote control compartment. Maybe I thought it was that, but I thought it was like you know how some people have a couch and then there's like a table 
that like runs along the back of the couch. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was in a chest kind of thing on top of that. That's how I read that scene. I don't know, but apparently the police after the murder gave the knife back. <laughs> they cleaned it up, said that's a nice knife and put it back in the drawer. Uh Watson says that she hacked up everybody and they found the body parts and he says all over the house, not in places you'd think. Hands, feet, but never the heads. And that really brings up an interesting question in my mind, which is where the hell does he think is the places you'd think where severed body parts would be? Mm. Hmm. So let, let, let's dwell on that for a second, please. Because okay. he makes a point to say this. Not in the places you'd think. So what are the places you'd think and what are the places you wouldn't well, think? Well, I have a guess right okay. off the bat. Okay. The place that I would think would be anywhere in the creepy-ass basement. Cellar. Like wine cellar okay. room. It's like... The the house is like a Victorian kind of like really nice looking place. Okay. And then they have like a dark, like stone, like round room. Yeah. And it's got like a hundred doors yeah. in it. Way too many doors. Wooden uh, doors. It's got all kinds of like lamps, sconces on the sides of the walls. And that's definitely the first place that I would expect body parts to be. Okay, so but they they weren't there then because it's not in the places you'd think. So maybe they're like inside the pillowcases. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't think there. Yeah, Shanley, do you have a go? I don't know because I kind of feel like where would where would I think to find creepy things I don't want to touch? Hmm. And it's like. I'm just imagining put, laying my head down on my pillow, just feeling a hand caressing hmm. my head, and it's like, oh, and that—that's that's where the hand is. Yeah, that's <laughs> where, of course, it had to be in a way that I would touch it, because that's—it's way grosser to touch to find something by touching it hmm. than it is just by looking at it. Okay, so Jimmy says a pillowcase is not in the places that you'd think. But you would qualify a pillowcase as a place that you'd think. I mean, I wouldn't think of it, but then it's when it would, would happen... It's what you set it up as places you wouldn't think. Hmm. I'm going to try to think of a place where I wouldn't think. Yeah, this is solid content. Well, it's it's a weird thing for him to say, and it got me thinking about not thinking. He's a drunk, Matt. Okay, is he though? Yes, he definitely is. He was drunk the whole time. He showed up drunk. He's an idiot. He thinks the house is haunted. <laughs> I don't know if he's drunk. I think he's like crazy. I know. Yeah, he's I think he's drunk. got like PTSD and <laughs> and Frederick keeps accusing him of being drunk. I mean, he is. They he just him, keeps saying, he's Richard, like, you're drunk. <laughs> he's sweating the whole time. I mean, he's in a haunted house. He's not. I sweat when the I... The house isn't haunted. <laughs> and looking at the stupid face he had. Yeah, this is the... Like confounded, I think is the best. <laughs> I don't like think that's boy. a drunk look. I, the only person who ever calls him drunk is Frederick, and that guy's kind of a jerk. I don't think so on either count. Interesting. Okay. Well, then, uh, so apparent according to Watson's mythos, there are ghosts in the house because there was once a murder there. And then there were multiple murders. I think the first murder is the one with the husband who murdered his wife and threw her in boiling the vat acid. Of acid yes. This is the second appearance of boiling acid. 
Oh, no, it's not. Damn it. Anyway, moving on. What are you talking about? Boiling acid, that's from uh, Batman Forever. Oh. And I thought that we watched, Mm. but we watched Batman and Robin. Anyway, I think that that... While we're on the vat of acid... Why was there just a vat of acid? Because of the murder. It, it was it was a cellar vat, and the husband had filled it with acid. To murder. To and yes, yeah. to murder his wife. Mm-hmm. And it really, I so this movie was full of connections to things that I have watched. Okay. Uh, or things I've experienced, and one of the biggest ones I feel like was. Rick and Morty has a whole episode that I believe is called the Vat of Acid episode. Okay. You might have watched it with me, but... I don't think so. They, it's mixing the tropes of, like, superhero kind of crime things. Yeah. They fall into a vat of acid, and it's not actually acid. It's just, like, yellow liquid, and then there's, like, a little hatch. This happens in the first minute of the episode, so it's not really a spoiler, but there's, like, hatches where they have bones... That, like, it's, like, old man bones and kid bones, and then... Oh, you're supposed to, like, send them up? Uh, yeah, and then they throw... You uh, also have uh, oxygen they, tanks. Yeah, so, so they could stay underwater and the, <laughs> their bones will float up. And then they throw a rat in, and they, like, have, like, a rat bone set in there also, so they, like, have rat bones float up. And in this movie, they pull a dead rat out of a rat trap to see if there's still acid in the pit. And they throw it in, and the rat bones float, <laughs> float up. Out, yeah. So I'm like, that has to be yeah. a Rick and Morty, like Reference, what they were yeah. what they were calling back to. So I was pretty stoked by that to find the origin of it. Yeah, it's always exciting when you see something like that. I feel like. Yeah. Can you think of any examples? I feel like you're good at r- recalling things. Can you think of times when you've seen something, and yeah. later seen an older m- media? So I saw parodies of this, not knowing that there were multiple parodies of the same thing before watching Usual Suspects. You know, the the famous scene in Usual Suspects where Agent Kuyan is looking at the bulletin board and in his mind he's recalling all of all of the things that spoilers (laughs) that Verbal Kent has said. And he realizes that Verbal was just BSing and reading off the bulletin board. I saw that parodied in wrongfully accused and in scary movie mm. long before i saw the original and then when i saw the original it blew my mind and made me laugh because it just made me think of wrongfully accused wrongfully accused is the funniest parody of that was, i've got a big meeting over in men's room it's <laughs> 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 really good <laughs> so that's funny because i saw the key and peel sketch oh right ripping that off <laughs> Uh, but I, you might have shown me wrongfully accused, but I feel like that movie just felt too outdated for me to yeah. get into it. But I didn't connect that to anything. I just laughed at it for what it was. This is bad word usage right now. <laughs> it's okay, but that's what you're experienced with the the rat. I mean, that's bones. one, yeah. So Basil rat bones. Have you ever will. experienced that, my mean wife Annabelle? She's so amusing. <laughs> he says that a lot in the movie. <laughs> he does. Um, I'm sure I have, but I can't think of it. She's so amusing. One of my favorite things that he says about Annabelle is when she's apparently dead and he's looking at her corpse and he goes, my wife, so beautiful and greedy. (laughs) I have it. So beautiful. So greedy. So cold. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then he turns around, sees your boy, Walter, sitting behind him. And he grabs him by the throat. What "What are you doing in here? You drunk? He calls him, he was like, you sot. (laughs) That was hilarious. He's like, get out of this room. Well, to be fair, he like, his wife just died. He closes the door to this private room to have a moment alone. And the dead room. Then he turns around and <laughs> Watson is just standing there with a the weird look on his face. He always has a weird look on his face. I'm <laughs> just like, what a weirdo. <laughs> well, so going put a bell uh, on him. <laughs> <laughs> going back to that original tour. So Watson's mythos is after that first murder, those uh, victims haunted the house, and then now those two ghosts. The, the husband who killed his wife in the boiling acid, he was executed. And there's this really great line where Watson's walking in the cellar and he goes, he didn't die here. He did. He was electrocuted somewhere else. Like, it's great. That's a great way to say that he was executed. But so those two ghosts haunt this house and then they terrorize people who live in the house to want to murder each other, who then become ghosts in the house, who then join this quorum of murder inciting ghosts and at the time of this party according to watson there are seven happy haunts in the house and uh two women five men four women three men because that's exactly what they have in their party they have four women or three women four men three women four men right right and and so that is at least partially why Frederick chose those guests it lines up yeah, yeah. okay so there there's that tour and he's he's quite the showman jabbing at them with the actual murder weapon throwing mm-hmm. rats in the acid all sorts of things he's yeah. he's he's doing a great job he sure is I For went a drunk a... he's really keeping it together <laughs> say what you will he's a showman <laughs> so wait so so they go down to the cellar then they go back upstairs because someone's like oh it's so dusty and dry down here oh and yeah. then frederick's like oh we have something that'll fix that upstairs it's that's and such a referring. sexy quick i think that's when he's gonna go get the champagne from the room because they all go up to like the living room mm-hmm. but he goes up to check on his wife again Gotcha. But while they're up there, we get a real old-timey rapey scene. Yeah. Did you guys get jarred by this at all? Yeah, yeah. So they're all leaving the cellar. Nora's going to walk by, and the pilot, Lance, blocks the door. Hey, where you And going? is like, hey, like I want to talk to you about stuff. And <laughs> it was pretty he rapey. asks her a question, and she like goes to like walk around him and open the door again, and he pushes it closed again. And it's like, relax. Like, let's just talk for a little bit. It's like, look at look at all these doors. These are more doors than I've ever seen in my entire life. Don't you want to talk about it? That it, room had a lot of doors. Yes, <laughs> I, it was a shocking number of doors. Yeah, it, but, it, it was very rapey. I but agree. also, a whole lot of rape vibes in this yeah. room. Definitely. So, what? How did you guys feel about that? Were you into it? <laughs> no, I, it made me wonder. Like. When people watched this at the time, was it like, <clears throat> oh, there's some romantic chemistry between these Dude, two? <laughs> I really think so. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. I don't understand how. And I am like pretty forgiving of the fact that cultural norms shift right. with each generation. Right. But 
it was still like, wow, dude. Like, that's, I mean, you don't know this girl. You're, in, you're locked in a haunted house. And <laughs> a murder is taking place in you the just, cellar. Yeah, you just watched a rat get fried in this <laughs> vat of acid a few feet away. And now you're blocking <laughs> this door from this girl multiple times. Like, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah, I I think it was supposed to come off pretty romantic yeah well, i think so because i think besides um, no 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 we got this the, <laughs> besides lorenz they're um lance and nora are the two younger more attractive of the guests mm, they're they seem to be into each other huh i don't think she's kind into of. him i think so she goes uh, to him well because he's offers her hand he's the for he's the only person who shares paranormal experiences with her. Oh, right. Because in this scene, they are in there. They go exploring for a second for some reason. Because and he's fascinated by all the doors. He walks into one of the other rooms to get even more rapey, I think. <laughs> I really did. I was like, dude, don't follow him into a second dark room. Mm. Uh, but she's following him. And then the door closes or something. She can't get through. Mm-hmm. And... Then there's like a thud, and then she turns around, and we see the first ghost sighting. Yeah, which is the creepy old lady in like yeah. the shadows, it like emerges for a second out. and then fades. She goes out, then she goes back in, <laughs> and sometimes you go out one more time, <laughs> <laughs> and then she screams all ridiculous and old timey. Yeah, and then runs upstairs to go tell everyone. Mm-hmm. She's like, there was a ghost and Lance is missing, yep. right? And they go and they find Lance and there's no ghost. Is that when Lance bonked his noggin? Mm-hmm. Yep. When he did a bonk? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know what you saw, but something punched me in the head. Yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't like, a ghost. He's like, I don't know what you saw, but what hit me was real. <laughs> <laughs> I really and the love- doctor immediately, when she goes upstairs, sorry for speaking over you, <laughs> but... Uh, the doctor immediately when she goes upstairs and she's like, there's a ghost. The doctor is like, oh, it's that hysteria <laughs> that I was telling you about. These women are crazy. <laughs> Go ahead, Shirley. Um, I love after Lance gets hurt. They ask, someone asks him, are you all right? And he just says, nothing that money can't fix. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's very true. Yeah. Just like, yeah, that, that still relates today. Yeah. Mm. That's why this movie is timeless because of that line. Yep. Going back, like, uh, so they decide that they're going to bring Lance upstairs so that way Dr. David Trent can see to his wounds. And it made me think of, you know, my name is Dr. Rick Marshall. I'm a doctor, <laughs> but I'm not a licensed physician, okay? <laughs> like, this guy, he's a, he's a therapist. He's a psychologist. But anyway, they... I don't they, know if that's a fact. I think that that's what they say. Yeah, I think I, saw, I have my notes that he's psychologist okay so he's uh he's bandaging up lance's head and when nora explains what she sees he says that's hysteria and lance says something like well how can you explain what just happened and he doesn't hysteria him he just goes hmm you should uh get this figured out before we all leave (laughs) he like he for he accuses he accuses nora of being hysterical but not uh not Lance. He just kind of, hmm, okay. So as a brief aside here, I would like to discuss whatever points of this movie we can as they're presented. 
before getting into the like plot twist, I suppose. Yeah. So I I want to try to. I mean, we could. I don't care about keeping that a secret necessarily. What's going to happen? But discussing. But keeping things, that towards the end. Yeah, because I want to go somewhere with that. Okay. But Sounds yeah. good. So he does do that, and it's hilarious. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with like the history of hysteria as like a dismissal of women's medical issues and mental health? A little bit. A loved one of mine has FND, or it's currently called FND, and historically, a functional neurological... Hysterically. It's hilarious. Uh, Historically, functional neurological disorder was dismissed as hysteria, and there were just countless, countless women who were not only not treated for their symptoms, but also, like, thrown into sanatoriums. So, Mm -hmm. like, oh, she's crazy. We need to shock the crazy out of her. It's, it's, It's very sad. Yes. I obviously am not an expert on this in any way, but... As it's That's been, not obvious to me. You look like an expert. Well, yeah, I am. You're wearing a lab coat. I didn't mean it. He's <laughs> um, <laughs> being modest. <laughs> but uh, look, Shaley's being hysterical right now. Um, so I guess especially back around this time, it was just common to like cast aside any claims that women made about things in life or their own body or health issues as just hysteria and just be like, just shut them up. Women are crazy. Their bodies do crazy things with hormones. And there's like a lot of like basically bro science Mm -hmm. where it was just like, ah, they're nuts. Like you just got to shut them up and put them, give them pills and whatever. Yeah. He's multiple times offers her sedatives. And that's exactly (laughs) what I was going to is that he's insisting repeatedly. She really should take those sedatives. I wish you took that sedative. (laughs) And so I like that. I feel like this movie has to be somewhat self-aware being ironic. Yeah. Because like they, I, it's, that's why I'm torn is like on the one hand, the guy who's kind of the hero of the film, Lance, uh, Thank you, Lance. Is he's the he's the definitely the person with like the most like agency and grit and like determination. Yeah. And pure motives and everything. Mm-hmm. He's the real he's a real Tay Diggs kind of person. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, how could you not go there? Um <laughs> But so on the one hand, he's the hero and he's like very like rapey in the beginning. So I'm like, okay, maybe like they're not that cool with like gender equality issues. The people who produce this, but also on the other hand, it seems like they're kind of making fun of like, dude, people like in this guy's, this doctor's field are just brushing off this woman's experiences. Like, for no reason. Like, those those things did happen, and he's an idiot. Yeah. Um, I wondered the same thing, and I don't know. Shanley, do, do you have any thoughts? Do you think they were being self-aware and maybe a little ironic? I, I don't know. I kind of thought that they were being ironic, but I don't know. Because yeah, I feel like you, we see both sides. We see that, like, irony where, like, oh, whatever, she's just crazy, even though they're clearly in like a haunted house they all know the premise of why they're there um Mm -hmm. but to be fair she also isn't super clear with 
How could she? Everyone She's else. hysterical. So <laughs> I, I don't know, but I, I do. I did get the impression that it was more um, ironic than just like ignorant. Gotcha. Well, that's better. <laughs> so so then they go downstairs. They find out that he bonked his head. They bring him back upstairs. They, they bandage him up. That's basically when they're like, the housekeepers are about to leave. First off, actually, Annabelle meets Nora upstairs, and she's like, "Hey, like, why don't you? I'm I'm Annabelle. Why don't you come upstairs with me and we'll freshen up?" And she basically confronts her about trying to steal her man. Yeah, is the way I interpreted it. I, I got that too. I thought, or like, like she was somewhat accusing her of being his mistress. Yeah, or something. she's like, "Why are you here? Like, what's so special about you? What are you doing here? What? Do you, how do you know my husband?" Hmm. And she's what are like, your intentions? "Don't be going anywhere alone here. And don't like, do that again." Yeah. yeah. She's like very like this poor girl, poor Nora. I <laughs> had <laughs> such a girl crush on Annabelle, though. So like, she kind of weirdly interrogated. Um, Nora, mm-hmm. but then she's she said something like, uh, "Fix your face, and I'll be back in a few minutes to bring you down yeah. or something." <laughs> and I was just thinking, like, "Wow, cold, like, fix your burn. face." Yes, <laughs> like, how do you argue with and that? We thought that acid yeah. was hot, <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, oh, I have so much respect for this woman. She's yeah, and then she immediately when she leaves Nora's room, she sees Lance. Who Nora was just saying that she was down in the basement with Lance. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, hello. Like, hey, come over here and talk to me. And she, so one thing I really liked when she sees Lance, she goes, oh, I'm Annabelle, the uh, Frederick's wife. Are you the doctor? And he's like, no, I'm Lance. I'm a pilot. And she's like, oh, cool. And then she like starts flirting it up with him a little well, bit. Well, he says, "Which one's my room?" And she takes him in, and then proceeds uh. to sit on the bed and kind of like she like caresses his hand. Yeah, and... And she's like petting the comforter. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, like, will you protect me if like something happens?" And she basically is like implying like my husband is very jealous and he's trying to kill me and he's gonna get violent if he sees me with you and like that she's worried, you know? Yeah. And it's like a very like it's it's intense. cougary but she's very young so she's not like a, she's not yeah, a she's like a almost like femme fatale mm. like with it right <laughs> yeah she is and then she see she hears her husband coming so she runs out of lance's room goes back to hers pretends to be continuing to uh brush, brush her, her hair. hair and this is one of my favorite interactions between the two of them and i i'm sorry i'm going to butcher it cuz i didn't write it down but he says you know, Lance is recovering in the next room. Oh, my God. Don't you want to go and comfort him? No. No, no, no. The, oh, okay. Yeah. Go, no, you, go ahead. Give I it. don't have that line, but I did love that. He's like the way you usually do with men. <laughs> with men. And uh-huh. the funny thing is she's like, she's like kind of is like offended at the implications of that. But that's literally what she was just doing. She yes. was in the room throwing herself at him. But I don't have that line, but it was great. It was But awesome. the first thing that uh, Frederick says when he goes into the room is he goes, Annabelle, you're missing all the fun. Nora Manning was almost killed by a falling chandelier <laughs> and the pilot bashed his head in. Those are the two things he throws out. And I'm like, dude, like as soon as he said that, I was like, oh my God, I love these this couple. I love that that's the interaction that he's having. Yeah. I love that. Like, I was like, this is like, 
it's who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. It's the Adams family. Yes. Like it's it's so fun. I really was enjoying their whole vibe. Love it. Where do we go from here? I, I I'm not I'm not exactly clear on what happens next. Is next the hanging? Is that the next I mean, might significant well thing? So they're everybody's downstairs. Well, they, no, because first they get one of my favorite parts of the movie happens oh, next. Oh, they go downstairs. The 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 caretakers leave. They're locked in the house. Wait, Nora wait, wants to talk about the caretakers. Yeah. We're going to, but so Nora wants to leave. She tells Lance that she's like, "I want to get out of here." They all go downstairs. They're gonna have a drink. Frederick's like, oh, "We're gonna get out of here." Here's the lovely caretakers, Jonah <laughs> Slide and his wife. She's blind. And like a sheet, like a sheet opens up in the living room to reveal the most terrifying human beings of all time. Go ahead, Shelley. Won't you? Won't you walk us through these these caretakers? So these caretakers are. I have them note in my notes as creepy ass caretaker couple, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. Apparently, the guy's an older guy in a suit. He looks mm-hmm. much younger than his wife. <laughs> yes. He looks middle-aged and just sloppy. I, I feel like he looks like someone, a character in other horror movies, you know? Yeah. I can't figure out, like, who that is. But uh, Nora is, like, exploring the house. Nora and... the Explorer, if you will. Yes. <laughs> Very good. So she's exploring, and all of a sudden, some guy who we later find out to be one the caretaker, but he grabs her, puts his like hand over her mouth, yeah. and like like bear hugs her and is like, "Come with me before they kill you or whatever." Yeah. And she, of course, she's like in a dark hallway. Some guy just comes up and grabs her from behind. And well, she like, walked into him kind of because he was in like tucked in the corner. Either way, <laughs> some weirdo she in the was corner. For it, yeah, it's her to... fault. It. She's so hysterical. obviously she goes, oh my God, <laughs> She runs. should have taken the sedative. She screams and runs, but that's how she meets that guy. And then his blind wife, who Nora thought the ghost was, who she <laughs> ran into twice down in the cellar. So the creepy eyes, the blindness explains that, but it doesn't explain why she was making a grimace and her hands were out like claws and she was like roller skating around yeah. the house. Because Nora... She glides. Did, yeah, Nora says... She, she slides. Walk. <gasps> she slides. That's why they're deemed that. Is that her last name? Yeah, their last name is Slide. Oh, yeah, well, that does make it's sense. It's the skill. It's the family trait. They <laughs> slide <laughs> across the room. Yeah. I, she's got a long black dress and I can only... Imagine that there's just like a flatbed dolly underneath yeah, uh-huh. their feet, and they yeah. just kind of. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, this is a movie. They filmed this, so I could like just picture the director Castle, and we know what that means. Oh yeah, uh, that he was off. <laughs> he's off frame. He gives this old woman a push <laughs> on the wheels, and then she goes gliding across the frame. This old woman in her seventies. I imagine Ooh. that there was like a like a fishing line tied around her waist, <laughs> and they just reeled her in. <laughs> I honestly thought she looked like a wax dummy, the way that mm-hmm. she was holding that position with her. But she moves. Like, her arms face up is and going claws like... and her. Yeah, and she has that. Oh, you know grimace what? Grimace on her face. Yeah. You're right. And her like mouth is open. And... The close up of her, I think, is really her. But when they do the wide shot, 
where Nora's being a useless piece of shit, <laughs> and she's just standing there hysterical, screaming. And now you're they, believing it too, huh? Yeah, she's oh, hysterical. Yeah. Then they glide the lady pastor. I think that might have been a dummy. I think you're right because it didn't look proportional for like a real human being. <laughs> and also, I feel like she didn't move during all of that. But I so right after Ruth says, "Hey, I saw a ghost." Um, they ask her what it Wait, what who? would it look like. Ruth, did I put Ruth? You said Ruth. Sorry, Nora. Baby Ruth is Ruth. the Ruth's the, the old, old uh, the journalist. <laughs> yes. <fox>. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, watch her first scene again. She does it for me. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Go ahead. Jim. So after Nora sees the ghost, um, they ask her what did it looked like, and she said it was wearing a black thing. <laughs> and I feel like I to- like I if I were in her situation. I would have been like, it was a creepy old lady. It was gross and like she's making a face and she was like drooling and like I would have been like going really hard and like describing what I saw that was terrifying. Okay, but also Shanley, we know you and we've watched countless movies with you and then had you try to describe what you saw later. True. And I really it was in doubt. a black thing. <laughs> That's, I don't know how much better your descriptions and, would and be. And imagine the faux True. pas, Shanley. This poor blind woman, she's got amazing hearing because she's blind. She hears somebody saying, she was ugly. The <laughs> ugliest woman yeah, I've ever seen. I feel polite. like knowing my luck, I would just be able to like give like a really great description and then be like, oh yeah, that is an actual woman who works here. And you're rude. Like she's right behind you. She heard everything you said. She's blind. <laughs> really, really, Shanley. Uh, I I like that. That's part of how she's introduced too. And his wife. She's blind. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, she can't hear me. She's blind. They look like um they, the husband and the wife, the slides. Mm-hmm. They look like uh. Those weird Halloween decorations you can get at Rite Aid where it's like a creepy butler holding a tray and you put like a Halloween candy in it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's what they look like. Yeah. They both look like those sorts of decorations. Yeah. Yeah. So so they're there and they're terrifying. And then they leave prematurely. They're supposed to leave at midnight giving everyone a chance to bail. That's, that's way more common than you'd think. Plus, they're old. Nora wants... Yeah. Well, okay. I don't know what you're getting at. Performance wanes over time. I don't think that's true, bro. I'm pretty sure you last forever when you're old. Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they have the opposite problem. Uh, but, yeah. They're, they're like, dude, we're out of here. They leave early. Nora was like, oh, man. I was going to go tell them that I wanted to leave. Now I can't. And she's like, dang it. Uh, People keep slamming doors on me when I want to There's a severed head in my luggage. Um, (laughs) This day keeps getting worse and worse. (laughs) And so then, Frederick's like, we have gifts for all of you now that the party is starting. And they wanted to make sure that everyone was like in for for sure before they gave him their gifts. And they have a table full of little tiny coffins that are adorable, by the way. Mm -hmm. And... Inside each of the coffins is a gun. A gun. Yay. They give guns to everyone. Yeah. And I love this because it's part of the it it, it ties into the ending of the film pretty nicely. But um 
Frederick starts handing out guns to everyone. He <laughs> shoots a uh, pot or like a vase on mm-hmm. like a mantle to show everyone that they're like legit. He's like, see, it's, like, it's yeah, loaded. <laughs> it's loaded. Anyways, here you go, drunk guy. And he passes one to him first, then the doctor. He first then... gives him a safety lesson. He goes, I don't know if you know how to use these, but what you do is you pull the hammer down with your thumb, then pull the trigger. Yeah. <laughs> he explains to them how to use a gun. So he starts handing guns to everyone. The drunk guy's like, these aren't going to do us any good against they the dead. The so they hand out guns to everyone. And the wife, uh, Annabelle, she's like, I don't need that. Like, uh, and he's like, just take one, dear. It was your idea or something. He like, again, pins it on her. Mm-hmm. She grabs the gun. And I remember Shanley laughed a little too hard. She immediately just points it at him. Like <laughs> well, casually. Wait, so actually he tells her, you might want to use it on me before the, the night ends. And so she takes it and she kind of like points it at him. And he like smiles back and pushes it away. It's very good. Um, also, as our, right before the caretakers le- are about to leave, and he's kind of like, hey, guys, once they leave, we, um, we won't have any power. You know, the doors will be locked. The windows are all barred. No telephones. Yeah, like this is like kind of laying out everything that happens and saying, like, if if you make it, you'll make go get $10,000. If one of you should die. Then the fifty thousand will get split among the survivors. Which I was pissed by. Do you have somewhere you're going with this? So I shouldn't jump in. Um, I just wanted to get, his next line was, "And if I should die," and then he like looks at Annabelle and smiles, and then he says, "Oh, my my estate will pay you." <laughs> That's very. But good. I just like that. Like they kept talking about that. I loved that as well. I was really upset at the uh, at the statement that the fifty thousand would get split between the living. Because in the beginning of the film, when his floating head was telling us what was going on, he said, everyone gets to come up here. If you make it through the night, you get $10,000. And if you don't, then we'll uh, pay it to your, your families family. or whatever. Yeah. But he, he did say that. Well, okay, wow. Wow, <laughs> Shanley. That's, I'm Native American. So yeah, I was I was like, that's messed up, bro. Like you can't switch the rules now that you gave everyone a gun. I know. Like really incentivizing murder here. Sure is, yeah. Um but yeah, so then they're like, all right, cool, we got guns. And then we basically get to the um first death of the evening. We hear a uh, sound effect in two parts. It's a Ah. You do that really well. (laughs) I'm very familiar with the chokings. Mm. (laughs) Sexually. No, at jujitsu. But also sexually? No, thank you. No. Jujitsu. What? Sexual (laughs) jujitsu. Shanley, what do they find after hearing all of that? Feet. They did find feet. <laughs> Annabelle, Lauren, but is not he... in the kind of place where you think. Yes, yeah. <laughs> disembodied feet hidden all over the house. Annabelle, Lauren is hanging herself. Mm. The reason I I put this in your hands, Shanley, is because there was something about the way that scene was shot that bothered you, and it oh bothered my me God, too. Yes. Go ahead. So. 
we see her, like, we see her body, like, hanging. And we see the rope that's obviously, like, holding her up. But the rope had slack. Yeah, it should have been taut because of the weight of her body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just threw off. I feel like they were like, oh, spooky. It's like, no. Scary. That, that is obviously not what's going on there. Because you, you said that out loud, and while you were saying that, I had just put <laughs> the period on that exact same thing in my notes. Yep. Yeah, I'm glad we both saw that. Ugh. Yeah, so we have our first death. Annabelle has hanged herself, and the doctor pronounces her did. He says she maybe did. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. That works with this. So they go and they lay her corpse uh, in in the bed. And eventually they come to the conclusion that because there was nothing on which she could have climbed in order to hang herself, that she wasn't, in fact, she didn't in fact commit suicide, but she in fact was murdered by one of somebody in the house. Yeah. Ah! Uh, and so they're throwing out accusations. I think Frederick's actually the first one who says that. He's yeah. like, somebody had to kill her. This couldn't have just happened. She couldn't have did it herself. So one of you killed my wife. And, and then the doctor's like, cool. <laughs> then the doctor's like, uh, or you did it. Yeah. And because we don't have any motives. We don't even know her. Yeah. Lance jumps in and is like, you're the only with motive guy. Um, <laughs> and then he says something like, what husband hasn't wanted at some point? I have to this kill quote and wife? I love it. You want me to drop it? Sure. Did you have it? You I have that's all I have. Like, okay. <laughs> so it's almost talking to himself. <laughs> like everyone else in the room disappeared. He says, What husband hasn't at some time wanted to kill his wife? What husband hasn't had a thousand opportunities to do it in such a way so that he'd never be suspected? And I was like, hell yeah, dude. And then he, he says, like, I'm not so stupid as to hang my wife in, in a par- surrounded by a bunch of witnesses or so- something along those yeah. lines. But he's not, he doesn't say, like, I wouldn't kill my wife. He just says, I wouldn't do it here. <laughs> not only does he not say that, he goes as far as to say the exact opposite. He's like, haven't all husbands, especially the guy who has three dead wives already, yeah. Haven't we all thought about killing our wives? It was very funny. It was. I, I thought that was hysterical. Just like Nora. You were, you were hysterical at that moment. So the the plan is everybody's got to stay in their bedrooms for the rest of the night. And if somebody leaves their bedroom, then it proves them to be the murderer. And that yeah. they're going to kill again. And everyone should be ready with a gun in their room so that as soon as someone comes in, you don't have to worry about it. You go, oh, you're guilty because you shouldn't be coming in here. And then you shoot him dead. Yep. That's, that's the right. plan. At this point, I think I predicted what was going to happen. There, There's a weird part, though, and I don't re- exactly remember what happens. Because at some point, Nora wanders down to the cellar and... She just loves going down there. She just had to go into the cellar with the acid. It's off camera. Yeah, it, we don't show this happen. Apparently, she wanders down to the cellar. Somebody strangles her and and then leaves... And so she thinks that it is Lauren, yeah, Frederick, Frederick and that uh, that he she thinks that he thinks that she's dead. And so Lance's plan is like, all right, well, stay in it's your room. It's her plan. She says, you need to hide me. 
Yeah. And he hides her in her room, which is the last place they'd look. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there, there's a portion of this movie where apparently some people think that Nora's dead. Yeah. And they have, so coincidentally, her and Lance have adjoining rooms. Mm. And so he goes in through his room, then through their adjoining door to see her. Then someone knocks on his door. So he goes back through his room to talk to them, leaves through there. And it's just like a whole Scooby-Doo sort of yeah, thing. Scooby-Doo <laughs> situation going on. I didn't even think of that. That's crazy. It totally is. Is this when is this when Nora's haunted by the by the hanging wife? Yes. So that's when they're supposed to all be locked in their rooms. She and she has this thing where like a a rope a, this rope that slowly it like goes slithers to towards her, her. and, and then, there's a rainstorm with lightning and stuff outside and it slowly wraps around her legs very slowly so much so where i was thinking like hey uh lift yeah. your leg so or just, back yeah, up <laughs> well that's that's the her hysterics that's her hysteria on display right there no that's that's the constant with this like i hated her the entire movie really? and i wanted to get into it earlier because this is i think the final Straw. spooky thing that we see happen with her Oh, okay. uh, like like yeah. supernatural thing, but every single time she drops the ball, and I just can't deal with it, dude. Like, it drives me crazy when people. I know that's like how the genre works, but in horror movies, it's dependent on people acting in ways that are so insanely foolish. Yeah, that it just doesn't like it would never happen. I don't think with any common sense being present, but like. She finds, she sees the door close, and then she sees the ghost in the other hallway. And she runs upstairs and says that, that one's kind of understandable. But then the second time, she's in the room, Lance goes to the other side of the room, they're trying to figure out if the hallway is in between the rooms in the cellar. And that's when the like ghost is behind her, like over the shoulder, and does like the scary, like, ah, snarl. And, they push and the she old screams, woman on wheel. and then just watches the lady slowly float <laughs> past her. It's like, fucking hit her, or like tackle her. Like you're in your twenties, you're a survivor, you're providing for your whole family. Like you got to fight for your life right now. Mm. Like you got to think. You got a family. You got a response. You got a responsibility. <laughs> but so that happens. It's ridiculous. Then she finds the head, screams, leaves the room, then sees like the curtain shit, like uh, not shimmering, but like waving like yeah there's movement yeah and she goes behind that and that's when she gets grabbed by the caretaker and then she goes downstairs and they're just like okay everyone thanks for coming it's really nice having you all here and like started talking and she just sits through all that she just saw a severed head and got grabbed by a person (laughs) and then not only that but then they show oh here's the caretakers and they're standing there and she doesn't go oh hey by the way everyone uh, that dude just grabbed me in the hallway, and that lady's been scaring the shit out of me all night. <laughs> that lady She's doesn't the walk. one who popped up when I was there. Uh, yeah, she floats, by the way. <laughs> Should we all be concerned? This lady floats. She doesn't do any of that. And then she waits until after all of this whole conversation's gone on to be like, oh, by the way, hey, you idiots, you don't believe me? There's a head in my room. <laughs> and it's like, you've been down here for 10 minutes listening to this whole conversation before you go up and be like, come look at this head I found. Yeah. Uh, so she's just relentlessly stupid. 
So it didn't even shock me anymore. That when she didn't step a out rope of the rope. slowly came through her window and she just stood there and watched it wrap around her legs. It was very on brand for her. Another thing shot in reverse too, I imagine. Well, maybe because it unravels the exact same way. Yeah. That it wraps around <laughs> yeah. her. It wraps around her legs, then it unravels around her legs and just goes back out the window. Yeah. And, and what, then, um, then she sees the floating dead body hanging of Annabelle outside her window. Which is amazing. There's a lot of production value that went into this whole haunting. Mm. Uh, and so then she runs out of the room and sees Annabelle hanging in the, hall, or in the stairwell again. That's right. what I was impressed by. That yeah, that the ghost of Annabelle got back over there that quickly. Yeah, yeah very impressive. <laughs> very good. So now here comes a big reveal because Doctor yeah. David Trent gets out of his room to and he goes. Oh no, sorry. It was, it was, oh, there, there's more to the haunting. The last thing that we see is that the piano starts playing itself downstairs. Yeah, it was very is, Pirates of the Caribbean. We, we got very excited when that happened. I feel like we both were like, oh, that's sick. Yeah. You were like fading from consciousness. Yeah. But it was Out of the, it was enough to jar you back to like Is that what it reminded you of, Pirates of the Caribbean? Uh, no, it actually reminded me of Westworld, but... Mm. There's pianos that do that. It's yeah, like they're a called thing. playing Player pianos. pianos. Yeah. It's very cool. Chanley, did you like the the playing piano? Did it remind you of Pirates of the Caribbean? It did. Good. <laughs> so that the sound of the organ music and the several screams are enough to get Doc, Dr. Trent out of his room and he goes to consult with Frederick. It reminded me more of Haunted Mansion. Does that happen in Haunted Mansion? Yeah, in the party scene, there's a um, mm. organ that's like playing itself at times, and then at times, I think there's a projected person mm. sitting on it. Okay. And there might be a piano upstairs, also in like the attic. Wait, in, okay, sure. Doctor Trent goes to consult with Frederick, and Frederick goes, "Ah, are you are you here to admit that you're the murderer?" And he's like, "He's like, no." Uh, in like you... a super like sultry way, he's he like, just does every line in like yeah the most like sexy way. Yeah. It's so cool. It's just dripping honey. Everything that he yeah. says. Uh, Doctor Trent goes, uh, "No, did you hear that?" <laughs> and and Frederick's response is, um, "Organ music." He's like, yeah, not just organ music, though. He's yeah. like, also people walking. Like, no, there was also screaming. Yeah, and <laughs> like... a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> so they decide that they're going to go search the house. Frederick's going to go downstairs. And um, and Dr. Trent is going to look upstairs. And then a big reveal. What's the big reveal, y'all? Who wants to take this? It's Shanley's movie. You want to take it from here, Shanley? Sure. Dr. So... Trent. Dr. Trent goes into the room where Annabelle's dead body is resting. And turns out they're in cahoots. Annabelle's not dead. She's banging a doctor. Yeah, she's not tea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Actually, I sort of get the sense that they're not really banging, that she's just using him. Well, I was kind of confused. So at first, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I, I get what's going on. But but then going back to when she first saw Lance in the hallway, 
She's like, oh, are you the doctor? That's why I loved that. Because that's her playing games. Like, she's, like, subtly being like, my husband's probably snooping around here listening. I don't want him to think that I know this doctor. So Mm. it's like, just in case anyone hears me. Or if things happen later on, that she'll be able to be like, he knows I didn't know the doctor. She can be like, ask ask Lance. I thought he was the doctor. I don't know. I don't know this guy. Mm -hmm. Good point. It's very clever. I love her. And uh, she says... Get this hanging harness off of me. Mm-hmm. So she has a harness. That's for p- hanging. And it's uh-huh. on her. Yeah. And she wants it <laughs> off her. She wants to take the harness off. Because she will no longer be hanging hmm. from the harness. <laughs> so that made me wonder, is when she hangs herself, that slack rope... Is that really just a bad effect, or is that because she's not really hanging? I do think it's a bad effect. Okay. <laughs> Was I giving it too much credit? I think, because, I mean, you would still have it be tight. Like, it just would be, like, not, like, there would be something from the rope around her or connecting to her harness. So it would still have it be pulled, you know? Well, yeah, because I think um, Lance is the one who is closest to it. And so when he un undoes the ropes to let her down he he touches it and i feel like it'd be weird yeah i'd be like okay. why isn't there anything this is doing nothing okay yeah but also you know what there is a chance that like let's say there's a beam right and i'm gonna hang from it i tie the rope to the end just so that it kind of stays in place but then i'm wrapping it around the beam a couple times and then make a noose and then i hang from it it doesn't necessarily pull all the slack like it might be tight enough around the beam, the wrap job, to yeah, like, the wrap job, to like not have to pull the whole thing through. I mean, it probably would, but it's possible that it doesn't okay. need to. Yeah, I see where you're going with this. Okay, so th- this is also what you were getting at, Shanley. That it's impressive that Annabelle, the living woman, was able to get from the window to the wall. <laughs> oh, skeet, 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 skeet! <laughs> she was able to get from the window to the hall. <laughs> From the window to the hall. To the hall. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and then back into the bedroom, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's she's doing all sorts of things. She's jumping all over the place. Very the, spry. Young the hardest lady. working dead body in show business. Well, I feel like... I don't think she could have done that really all by herself. I feel like the... Doctor had to help her. Yeah, Mr. Does Doctor. Is he also running in and out of the house? Oh, well, he has to lift her up. He's definitely the one who's, you know, roping her up to things. Hmm. I don't know. It's very impressive. Also, how did they do the rope trick? What's that from? The rope that wraps around her feet. Oh. How did that happen? Maybe so now they didn't. We should finish the plot and then okay. get into the the trickery of all okay. of this. Okay, so we find out here that this was all Annabelle's plan. Her mm-hmm. plan is to drive Nora crazy so that way they can trick her into accidentally shooting Frederick Lauren. So that's why it was Annabelle's idea yeah. to get the guns. And so this is the linchpin of the plan right now. Annabelle says, has she killed Frederick? And he's like, oh, not yet. She's about to, though. She's down in the cellar she's so terrified that she's going to shoot anything that moves and because she's down there with her gun and sure enough uh nora is down in the cellar in the dark wandering there again 
for the fifth, sixth, seventh time. She of just the wanted night. to go somewhere where nothing scary had happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she wanted. To, she had the the sound of the sizzling acid is very soothing at night, and she happens upon Frederick, who's supposed to be looking for anything suspicious going on, and he says no. She waits three seconds and then shoots him point blank in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> She had every every chance to be like, oh, no, that's a human being. But I guess she's also... She thought that he already tried to kill her. Yeah. And she thought that the caretakers had warned her not to be around him. And that Annabelle, who was dead, had warned her to not be around Frederick. And then was So, killed. like, everything is pointing to this guy as danger. Gotcha. So she shoots him. And he yeah. did. In a brief moment of sanity on her part, <laughs> uh, she breaks free of her hysteria, and she does something that makes sense. Yeah. So down comes everybody? No. What, do, what happens no. next? So, so the first thing that happens next, I don't know where Nora goes, but she runs from the room, apparently. Then she, she wants, switches she places. She wants to go tell Lance that she's accidentally... She leaves. But Lance has gotten trapped in a wall. The doctor goes down to dump the body into the acid. Why? So Why? the plot could happen. <laughs> so this drives me crazy. So his plan is for there to be a legitimate accident so that way somebody oh. else will kill Frederick. But then once that's happened, he's like, okay, now I'm going to dispose of this body in acid. Like, no, no, no. You tell the police she accidentally shot well, him. Well, maybe and he they're died. decent people. Maybe they don't want to cause any trouble for Nora. And what their goal is is they're going to say he fell in the acid or something. She is hysterical. We all know she's crazy. Look at it. Just talk to she her for thought five that minutes. Stuff, so maybe they're not being sexist with the hysteria stuff. Maybe they're actually trying to protect her by kind of setting up in everyone who's theirs minds. That she's crazy and that she can't be trusted. Like, she just couldn't handle the fear of the house. And so, like, she is imagining that this attack happened and whatever, that she shot him. That didn't really happen. Hmm. Maybe. I don't think so. I think it's just dumb. Okay. Maybe it's dumb, but maybe it's not. Maybe. I don't know. Because there's a lot of clever stuff happening here. Hmm. Shanley, what do you think? Why was he disposing of the body if he just successfully pulled off a murder frame? I think this is also back when, like, if you didn't really call the police, like, eh, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, like, oh, <laughs> so they're all just going to walk away. Body. Yeah. He's a millionaire who owns many companies, <laughs> and they're just going to sweep it under the rug. Yeah. Well, nice. under the cellar door. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, let's wrap this thing up. He is down there. There's a, a confrontation between them. How does that end? Because it like cuts away from that scene. It goes black and you hear a splash. Okay. And then we get we go to Annabelle going down into the cellar and she's like looking for her lover and instead she sees the skeletal remains of who she believes is Frederick rising from the vat. And, and then his voice comes out and is like Ooh, you tried to kill me, me. you mistress of murder. Right? Something like that. I didn't grab that quote. Do you have it, Jimmy? Uh, I can find it in a second. It's pretty good. Okay, so he says, uh, 
<clears throat> At last, you've got it all, everything I had, even my life, but you're not going to live to enjoy it. Come with me, murderess. Come with me. Hmm. And he, like, scares her to backing into the the skeletons, like, floating around the room, backs her into the the vat, and then the skeleton pushes her in. Very gently. Yes. But it's it's a little reminiscent of Austin Powers. There's a lot of her just going, ah, and the yes. skeleton's very far away, <laughs> cut back, ah, that happens about 17 times. Yes. But so then, then she does fall in. She falls in. And then we get the reveal. Frederick Loren comes walking out from behind a pole with a weird pulley system <laughs> strapped to his chest. It's got a bunch of reels it's, on yeah, it. Yeah, multiple reels and strings that are going up above. And he reels the skeleton in. And uh, he says a whole bunch of stuff. But the, does word. anyone have the good line? I, uh, I can say it if you guys don't. Yeah, go ahead. So it ends with him saying... It's a pity you didn't know when you started playing your game of murder that I was playing too. And I thought that was an excellent conclusion to their back and forth, the repartee of this couple. Yeah, it was it was excellent because it is palpable how poor that skeleton special effect is, and th- that's a it's kind of nauseating to look at, and then you realize like oh. Well, it's also not real in universe. It it is a puppet in universe. I mean, it might be real. I kind of thought that it was the Doctor David Trance. No, no, no. I meant skeleton. the movement of it. Oh, yeah. I wonder if it was his skeleton. Mm-hmm. I think that that might have taken too long. I think you were in a skeleton. Prepared. But also, well, they were able to move her from the window to the hall to the sweat <laughs> <laughs> very quickly. So, I mean. I think that the skeleton that he that uh, Frederick used was preassembled because the pulley system like skeleton. you don't just pull that preassemble <laughs> out of nowhere. So I feel yeah. like, and also even if he, if he was going to use Trent's bones, then he has to find a way to like link them together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of it's, work. People didn't know how skeletons worked back in the fifties. I thought the exact same thing, but then again, also, the rat skeleton at the beginning was just one solid piece of plastic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, (laughs) then the entire gang comes down, and they're like, what? He's still alive. Yeah, they go down because Nora's like, I killed Frederick. Come check it out. And when they get down there, he's like... Like you didn't shoot anyone, my dear. I filled your gun with blanks. So he he was hit to the jive the entire time. Yeah, and he basically is like, "Hey guys, sorry you were all wrapped up in this. I'm willing to take my chances with." He goes, "I can tell you now, they were trying to kill me." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I'm, "I'm willing to take my chances with the law, basically. If they'll find me guilty or innocent." Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done this three other times. He's killed other women. Wait, wait, wait. Only two of his wives are dead. One of them's missing. That's true. Maybe he missed the other one. Mm. Almost done. We're almost done with the entire movie. But then cut to Watson Pritchard, who says, Now there are nine ghosts. I hear them. They're coming for me now. And soon, looks straight through the camera lens, they'll be coming for you. The end. 
and it doesn't have an or is it, but it, it kind of has that vibe, right? Yeah. All right, dude. So now we're done with that. That was so weird. So like, I loved this movie. I really did. But cool. I'm glad I did not understand why they didn't just like accept that. Like, all right, like this is still a spooky murder party thing that happened, but there was nothing like you know supernatural happening. Like they they basically laid that out, and then they doubled down on it at the end. They're like, you oh, know, but now there's more haunting stuff happening. Ooh. And it's like, no, there isn't, you idiot. Like, why is the drunk talking again? Get him out of here. Like, they planned the murder before even setting foot on the property. So, like, it doesn't make any sense that he's trying to be like, now they're going to come for you next, or me, or you. Yeah, they murder. They planned the murder before coming on the property, but it, I kind of like the idea that the reason they go through with all of these murders is because the because there may be ghosts at the property inciting murderous tendencies. Yeah, maybe. Well, I feel like... Th- okay, so for sure, the one person who believes that supernatural stuff is happening... The drunk. And that they are all in danger of being killed is the drunk. Warden Preston. Whatever. <laughs> Waston Pritchard. Waston? Waston. Watson. Watson. Worcester. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Watson. <laughs> I'm glad you laughed at that. But yeah, so part of me is just like kind of confused. Like, okay, he really thinks this is real. Why is he there? He's convinced that he's gonna die. So is he really just trying to warn them? He's like, an alcoholic. He really just reminded me of uh, one of those to catch a predator guys. That's like, oh no no no, I'm just here to warn the other people <laughs> because uh, you know there's other people here who are in danger of getting. You know, like I'm not here for myself. This yeah. is for their benefit, maybe. Yeah. I've timed that perfectly. <laughs> Do you think that the house be not haunted? Well, let's dive into this. We can break down all of the supernatural things that happen and try to come up with expl- explanations for them. We should go through them all. Stuff with the caretaker was legit. The hanging and the appearance outside the window. That was explained. The severed head mm-hmm. is debatable. And I think that there's actually two separate severed heads. There's the one in the bag and well, the one found one. in the closet. No. I think I it's the same it head. Same. It's not the same I think head. that they took the head out of the out of the bag and put it in the closet so that when they came back into the room, they'd be like, there's no severed head, you idiot. Oh, is that why Lance grabs it and, and then berates? Yeah, I think he's like, I found the head. <laughs> Explain this head. Is this your husband? Yeah. So I think that's what's going on there. But the ones that I feel like we don't necessarily have explanations for. I'm going to I'm going to start where I think the that we can find explanations and work backwards okay. to more challenging ones, I think. That sounds good. So the first thing, the head bonk. Yes. Was that a caretaker? Because it kind of seems like they're in on it. Yeah, they might be in on it. Because here's why I'm not sure if that's where that comes from. They know the house better than anyone else. And the girl one appears in that room. Or the room next to where um, he gets his head hit. Yeah. She appears in that room by surprise. Like, Lance and Nora were in that room. 
And then he's like, I'm going to go back to the other room and knock on the wall. And then the lady just is there. So, like, either she was in there and neither one of them saw her. Or there's, like, secret passageways, which is kind of what they were alluding to. Yeah. With they... their feeling for hollow spots yeah. in the wall. Mm-hmm. So that would maybe imply that her and her husband were down there. They trapped him in the room and smacked him in the head because they were paid to or something. Mm, yeah, maybe. And that would also explain why they knew that there was some kind of foul play afoot. And why they left early. And they, that's why they tried to warn Nora. They were like, dude, you got to get out of here. Like, we kind of feel bad about this. But like, he paid us to do some scary shit while you guys were here. We're about to leave, but like, you shouldn't stay here because you're going to die. Hmm. They were wrong when she didn't die. So. I know, but they don't know that. They didn't mm. get the whole plan. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Do you think that that's a, the explanation for it or no? That's a pretty good explanation because I uh, I get that the lady looks creepy because she's blind. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't explain why she was like popping in and out of the shadows, why she was making a face like a demon. She didn't know there was shadows. She can't tell. <laughs> yeah, but... That's that's not her fault that she was playing with light and shadow effects. That's true. She's she had blind. no way of knowing. I I think like if somebody screams like ah, you can say oh sorry, didn't mean to frighten you. Blind. <laughs> you, yeah, you don't put your hands up like claws <laughs> and then bare your teeth at them. Yeah, but it's pretty cool. And then she <laughs> doesn't have a look, dude. How much joy do you think this lady has in life? <laughs> she does this just This to mess is with what people. makes her happy. <laughs> it's like, oh, She's like, every I once in a while, it. some rich assholes come in here, and I get to scare them, Buster. And so, like, I let her have my, that. I do my little roller skates things beneath. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I put the roller skates beneath my dress. Get, <laughs> give me a push, love, and then I want you to run into the other room and punch that guy. I really like, I really like the, the thought of... The caretakers, like in their car, leaving the property, like smoking a joint and laughing. At, I'm like, not messing even blind. with everyone. <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> she only get a kick out of that. I'm I'm on a different tangent right now. Hold on. Wow, okay. that's cold. Greedy. Yeah, this is my wife. So beautiful. So, so greedy. <laughs> so cold. <laughs> All right. Well, I would love to know. Uh, like the backstories, like love stories, definitely between the Laurens, but also between the slides. Like maybe that's how they got. They're like, "Oh, you like scaring people? That's cool. I got an idea. Let's get a job at this house. It's super scary. Oh, Lots murder of murders. people. Okay. So next thing, the player piano. That could just be a player piano. Mm-hmm. Be kind of coincidental. I don't think they brought one in, so it'd have to have already been there, probably. Okay. But it's possible, right? Yeah. The rope trick. How do they do how do how do you do that? I think magnets. Mm, no, I think it's supernatural. But Annabelle was working with it. Or do you think that it's Annabelle I wasn't actually out the window. She was in the hallway again. I don't think either of those apparitions of Annabelle were Annabelle the person. I think that those were ghostly what? apparitions. No way. Shanley, you got to snap into this conversation. I know your TikTok's booming right now, but... So, what are we talking about? Take it, take it, talk We're trying it. to figure out all the supernatural stuff. Right now, we're discussing... I brought up the rope that wrapped around her legs to see if we could come up with an explanation for that. Matt is saying that not only does he think that was supernatural, 
but he thinks that both of those apparitions that Nora sees, the Annabelle out the window and Annabelle in the hall. Through the window, through the hall. Down the hall. Um, he thinks that those weren't real. I think those, that were, those were ghostly. Because. Ghastly. Because of this, Shanley. Frederick is in the room with Annabelle's corpse when that happens. No, he's not. Where's Annabelle's corpse? Frederick went back to the the room that they were supposed to sleep in. Her body's Annabelle not... was not in their room. She was in a different room. Yeah. Annabelle's oh. corpse was in some other room. Hmm. Okay. Well, and I I don't know how they could have done that then. I think it's I think it's ghosts. I think her and the doctor. And they they say as much cuz they're like Ah, we uh, we got him. I think if they went through all the effort of getting her a hanging harness, like they, they weren't going to just use it once. <laughs> yeah, and that's why she doesn't take it off until after those things happen. But how how would they have done that? Why is she dry when she sees her? She sees her through the window, in the rain, and then she had an umbrella the wall. on top of the. You would rope. see raindrops fall down. Nora's and... an idiot. Yeah. I would argue that maybe if there are ghosts present in this film, okay. that maybe the rope and the ghost outside the window was ghosts. Okay. And that when she went to the hallway again, then that was Annabelle hanging again. Okay. But that's stupid because she was already there. She'd be like, why is she hanging again? I mean, yes, it's still kind of scary, but like. Then they're just hoping that she leaves the room. So they have to have prompted her to leave the room for their plan to work. So I don't think it could be ghosts. It has to be a part of their strategy to get her to the cellar to shoot Frederick. Hmm. So they need to have initiated her getting scared in her room. To get her out of the room? Yeah. There has to be some sort of like actual cause of that. What do you think, Shanley? I think that there's supposed to be a certain level of like, eh, they they figured it out, you know. So you you think that the that what's being implied there is that Doctor Trent and Annabelle found a way to hang her out of the window and magnets and the to make the rope come down yeah. and till the ropes come round my foot. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Ow, this acid scalds. <laughs> is that something? I don't. I don't like it. I don't think the acid is warm. Yeah, probably not. You keep calling it boiling acid, but I think it's. I don't just mean acid. boiling as in heat. Bubbles. But you just said scalds, which is also heat. It rhymed though. It did. <laughs> it's not bad. Um. <laughs> But, okay, so the last supernatural thing that I can think of, there might be more, but I'm going to throw it out there. The blood dripping. Right. Which gets only one person, and it gets her twice. Yeah. And And it says that she's been marked. My baby girl, Ruth. Ruth. Big Ruth dog. Mm -hmm. She gets dripped on, and she's marked, and the drunk's like, oh, they dripped on you. And then she gets dripped again. She gets double dripped. Double baby. drip, dude. And the second drip happens in her bedroom. And yeah. she doesn't have almost anything to do with the plot of this movie. Not at all. She's barely there. 
but she has dripped on and she doesn't even go tell anyone about it. She just is like, oh, shit, and wipes it off her hand. And then is just, you know, yeah, goes to bed or something. <laughs> She's terrified by it. She's like scrubbing out damn spotting Yeah, she, I was thinking that when it happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, she doesn't go anywhere or do anything. She just sits there with her thoughts. So any uh, any thoughts on what happens there? Is it just a house with like rusty pipes leaking? That's what they think, but I I do think that there are ghosts in the house. So I I would say ghosts. The ghosts have that blood and that they're they're marking Ruth. She's the oldest of them. She probably will die first. I say ghosts. <laughs> Shanley what I mean, I wanted to say that everything was explained, but yeah, I think with that whole uh, blood thing that I'm back on for ghosts. I think it's hilarious that everything in this movie is explainable, except for that, and it has no like effect on the plot. You know, it's like the, the ghosts are not that good. Yeah. They're, they're like Beetlejuice-level ghosts, <laughs> where they, they're like, you think this is going to get them to kill themselves? Maybe. I don't know. Drip some blood on them. See what happens. Like, that lady doesn't seem that scared. Go focus on her for a little bit. <laughs> Go get the hot one. That's what they said. <laughs> but that old lady would definitely make this part. She wasn't that old, dude. She was like 40 when this movie came out. We're getting close to that. Mm, so uh, you're saying I'm going to get hot when I get close to I mean, I hope so. All that to say is... I think that there is some supernatural elements of this. Yes, uh, Frederick and Annabelle hated each other before, but I think it's being in this haunted house influenced them to actually go through with the killings. That's my earnest belief. I don't think so. So you, you don't think there's any haunting then? I do not think so. At all? I don't think so. What about the blood? I think there's probably an explanation for it. What's your explanation for the blood? We already talked about it. I said that it was rusty pipes dripping. It's an old house. And it mm. only managed to on Ruth both times? It's crazy coincidence, but, you know, crazy stuff happens. Mm. Shanley, what do you think? I, I don't know. I can go either way. I feel like there was a lot of logistics in, involved that would need to be figured out for Annabelle being a ghost outside the window, the rope trick. And back inside the house, hanging. Yeah. I feel like that takes a lot of coordination and planning, but it's possible. I feel like uh, with, what's her face? Ruth, she really wasn't part of her plan. like At all. Yeah. Because yeah, all of Annabelle and the doctor's plans were based on um, fooling Nora. Yeah. So it could just be that... You're in a haunted house? Sure, you're planning uh, a conspiracy to murder, but it also happens to be in a haunted house, so some weird things are going to take place. I don't know. It, it could be just rusty pipes. Not very unlikely, but it's it's possible. I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if things happen, and because people are so freaked out that they're more willing to attribute it to being... Ghosts okay. or having meaning, you know? Right. Then, in that case, though, is Watson just crazy? Mm. He's a drunk. I mean, I think I have a note that for the couple... For whoever had the wines. Remember all the wines are down in the wine cellar? 
Yeah. So I guess Mr. Norton, whoever the old house owner or yeah. whoever that was. Like the original owner. Or something. Yeah. So he experimented with wines. His wife didn't think they were any good, so he pushed her into the, the vat of acid. Right. I feel like that's not that doesn't sound like a supernatural thing. It's just like a ooh, wife. Never appreciate anything that I'm working on. Get on my nerves. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, is Norton didn't have enough uh, health in his self-image. You know, if you work on something for yourself, it shouldn't matter a whole lot what people think about it. If it gives you joy, like, that should be enough. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm starting to gather some in, some insight that maybe Norton wasn't very healthy emotionally. I thought you were going to say something like, Norton didn't give a who. <laughs> <laughs> That's close, yeah. I'd, you can have that one. It's a good one. What the hell are you guys talking about? About Norton. Who the hell is Norton? The first murderer. He's not in the movie. He's only referred to. Yeah, but yes, you're right, Shanley, that there's nothing supernatural about that. But the, the story is that that murder happened and then those ghosts inhabited the house and then influenced the next round of murderers. I mean, possibly, but I feel like everything with Annabelle and the Doctor, that was all premeditated. So, like, the ghosts weren't affecting that at all, Mm -hmm. even if they were trying to, you know? I guess so. I just feel like the ghosts are what pushed them over the edge to actually do it. Hmm. Perhaps we shall never know. Is there anything else you guys wanted to cover with this? Does anybody have any quotes? Any popcorn? Well, let's popcorn it and then wrap it up with quotes before we um, end the get discussion. to the rankings. Uh, I am bringing back, Jimmy, one of your favorite famous segments for this show. I'm bringing back Jimmy's original real questions. Do you remember that you had real questions? You made that up. That was one of your gigs. Okay. Real question. Uh, Is I already... it because Frederick had the whole real system for the skeleton? <laughs> no, but that's good, too. Uh. Uh, one, I already asked about uh, why did Trent destroy the body. But the second one is, how did Annabelle and David plan all these murders, which matter depend heavily on Nora, if Frederick is the one who invited everybody? And Frederick is the one who invited the doctor. I mean, um, Shanley can make me do things that I thought that was your own idea. <laughs> don't want to do. Okay. So I feel like he invited them, but okay. she has influence and can manipulate him in ways that he maybe didn't realize. So you think that she like pushed him to pick certain people? Maybe I don't know, uh, but also I mean he clearly knew about their plan. So maybe he wasn't too hard to be persuaded, you hmm. know? But there's not enough known. There's too many variables in it. Like, we don't know if he has an assistant who helped him figure out who to invite. We don't know if, like, they subtly were like, oh, you should have um, that. Or maybe the doctor reached out to him and was like, I'm studying hysteria, and I would love to go to that house. Or maybe... They had him reach out to the owner of the house 
and be like, hey, if anyone throws any parties there or anything anytime soon, try to get me an invite because I want to study that. And so maybe when the drunk was talking to Richard, or not Richard, Frederick, he's like, there's this doctor who wants to come. Hmm? Mm, I don't know. It's a really good explanation. I'm, it's mm, crazy that he's trying. Do you believe this? <laughs> that was great. And he's trying to be like, mm, probably not. My thought is this. I asked my For... wife a question. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I that's, that's a pretty good theory. Matt probably. tried to brush it off immediately. I I have a different theory. But I but my question still stands because it's not answered and that's kind of frustrating, especially because towards the end of this movie, it becomes such a heavy exposition machine, like everything is outlined. I feel like this should have been outlined, but my guess is Frederick drafts the guest list, then Annabelle goes and seduces whatever she th- whoever she thinks is the most suitable mark in the guest list. And then builds out her plan based upon who else is on the guest list. What do you think? Maybe. Because we don't know how long she and David have been bumping uglies. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's why I said it's impossible to answer. There's too many variables in it. But yeah. I don't know. It doesn't seem like there was like months of planning for this party. It seems like it was kind of a last minute thing. Hmm. We'll never know. And that's why it's a... Real question. Anybody have any popcorn stuffs? I just wanted to point out that when they decide to go lock themselves in their rooms for the night, they go back up the stairs to go do that. And it's very tense. And they're walking down the hallway as a group. And as they get to each door, everyone pauses and watches the person enter their room. And the person does like a dramatic like over the shoulder at the group and then closes the door. And they all take like two steps, and, then the and they do that in the next room. room. And they do that all the way until everyone has gone into their rooms. And I thought that was hilarious. I didn't notice that. It was very funny. Very good. I feel like it definitely built up that tension. Um, also, I did have one question. While they're all in their rooms, someone jostles the doctor's door. He like is sitting down, and he looks over. And someone's turning his knob. Ghosts, bro. And then he opens the door and no one's there. Ghosts. So that is another possible supernatural phenomenon. I think all the doors closing on their own. Ghosts. Or opening on their own? Mm. Was that your phone again? Yeah. That's cool. (laughs) Ghosts. The phone was ghosts. Does anybody else have any popcorns? I mean, did you guys agree with me or not on my theory that the doctor and Annabelle had the caretakers in their employ? I I agree with you on that. I think they must must be. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Because nothing else explains their spooky demeanor, especially the the woman's spooky demeanor. All right. uh, Well, so then the last thing that I have, I have a couple of things real quick. Okay. They were kind of one-offs. One is, did either of you notice that in the end credits, in the cast of characters, it says their name, and or the character name, and then their actor name? But the last one on the list said, Skeleton by Himself. That's really good. 
No, I didn't, no, I didn't that. do that. It was in the credits, and I thought that was hilarious. That's awesome. So good for you guys. I'd rather that's uh, an actual human skeleton. Yeah. In the, that's terrifying. And then they put it in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, onto the bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then the last thing is just another um, reference. So this really reminded me of a lot of stuff, but one that you guys probably can't comment on. Shanley, you know this. A while ago, there was this game that came out. It was like a free demo. It was on the okay. PlayStation 4, and it was called PT, and it was like a terrifying like horror game. Okay. And the premise is like you basically can't do anything. Like There's no controls except for like walking, but it's like a puzzle, but you leave a room, and you go down a hallway, and it's like an L-shaped hallway, and there's like, like changes every time. There's more to it, but it's like very scary, and because you don't really have any controls... Like, you're just kind of going through stuff and scary things keep happening and you really feel powerless. Right. Super terrifying, super cool game. You can't download it anymore and it was never sold or anything. Is that your phone again? That was my... That's crazy. Shanley updated the history. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. So... Did the did this movie remind you of that at all, Shanley? Because there was one particular shot that I was like, "Oh my god, that's PT!" Like that's from it. Um. Or it's that in the game it was from this or a reference to it. So you downloaded that game, and oh my goodness, that that scared me. I feel like honestly, that's probably one of the scariest things. It's like it stays with me. Yeah, it's one of the scariest experiences we've ever shared for sure. <laughs> This is a I've very terrifying that. game. Yeah. That sounds cool. What does PT stand for? Um, Paranormal I've heard tacos. multiple things for it. I think what it is is actually playable trailer. Gotcha. But I don't know for sure if that's what it is. But it's like because it was just a... They were saying at the time that it was like a demo for a game or like a teaser, playable teaser maybe, for a game that the designer or the developer was going to make. Okay. Uh, that was supposed to be similar to it. But yeah, it's very cool. I um, gotta check that out. Let's see if I can find a video but so of there's, playing with it. There's playing one it. part in the walkway that you go through where there's like a chandelier that like is swinging above the entryway. Yeah. And then there's like a balcony and you see someone like looking over at you. And then when you see them, they like move back into the shadows. Gotcha. And that basically happens in this when they walk in where... Frederick is on like the balcony above the living room. The chandelier falls and almost hits Nora, and then he like walks away. Ah. And I was like, dude, that's like, I mean, I'm sure that scenes like that have been in other films, but because this is an older movie, there's a good chance that that's like the scene that inspired that in the game. That was pretty cool. Sounds cool. The last thing is. Okay. Haunted Mansion was undeniably influenced by totally. this, right? Yeah, yep. no, totally. Like I was constantly just like, dude, like his whole vibe. He says, "I'm your host," yeah. twice. Mm-hmm. He, and his like his kind of like flirty cadence is very reminiscent of what's his name, the guy who um, is the ghost host, Reggie. Reggie the ghost host. <laughs> uh, the ghost host is... I didn't know he had a name. I'm excited to hear this. Oh, no. The the actor. Tony the Tiger. 
Apparently the ghost host is called the hatchet man or the hanging man or the host. Right. The hanging man makes sense. Um, Paul Freeze. That's Ooh. the one who portrays him. Nice. Um, yeah. he's He seems to be channeling Vincent yeah. Price. That was... Uh, and then just the whole theme of like murderous wife and yeah like ghosts inhabiting the house and trying to get more and like the parting message and all that the whole vibe of it was like very i wonder if that's because the the ride of haunted mansion was directly influenced by this or if it's just because this was so influential on the haunted house like genre yeah i mean either way it's very cool yeah it's, it's it is cool seeing the first instances of like the beginnings of those tropes mm-hmm. and i think we definitely see that in here cool all Any right other... let's get our energy up let's finish this thing strong wait I, I had some quotes and i wanted to see if you guys thought they were funny i i really only have two are we gonna do our favorite quotes if, if you yeah if you have some i'm not sure if i will after this so i have two one is for once pritchard is right that felt like a pretty brutal burn. Do you I remember the uh, circumstances for that? I don't know. context? It was something like, I think he just said, like, <laughs> we're all in danger or so, or mm-hmm. something like that. And it's for once, Pritchard is right. And it's either Lance or David who says that. Just people jumping really? on. Yeah, it's it's not Frederick. That's awesome. Good it's somebody else jumping on the bandwagon saying, oh, yeah, like, we all hate this guy. <laughs> and funny. we're going to accuse him of being a drunk. So that that's a funny one. And then another one is Ruth. Uh, Jimmy, you know who Ruth is, yeah? The hot one? She goes, oh, I wish this night were over. It's very, it's kind of reminiscent of, Frank, I'm scared. <laughs> it was just as uh, <laughs> void of emotion as that. So I've got those two. Definitely vying for my favorite quotes of the movie. You have some, Jim? There's a part where um, Ruth says... Who would haunt me? And Frederick Loren says, I would say any self-respecting male ghost. <laughs> yeah, that was good. And I really liked that. Number one, because I was like, damn right. And number two, because I just like that he can't help himself. He has to be like all suave every chance he gets. Shanley, did you have any other quotes? I mean, honestly, it's so hard because I feel like I love all of Frederick and Annabelle's banter. Um right. If I had to pick one from them, though, I'd probably be... Remember that fun we had when you poisoned me? <laughs> That's a good one. I love it especially because they both laugh after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I would say my favorite quote is probably either the same one you just said. I said this already, but of all my wives, you're the least agreeable. That's, That's a, good a great yeah. line. But there's one we didn't mention earlier. Okay. And I really like it. It's when they have like one of their back and forths in the room uh, when he's trying to get her to join the party. And he's walking out the door and he goes, and don't sit up all night thinking of ways to get rid of me. It Uh, makes wrinkles. It makes wrinkles. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I thought that was a nice line. It was hard for me to choose quotes for this one because there weren't any like embarrassingly funny ones. And that's usually where I go with this sort of section of our podcast. But... As far as like good quotes go, there's just a bunch of them. Anything else to add, or shall we jump on into our rankings? I think we're good. All right, cool. Shanley, why don't you uh, take over the segment? You let us know who you want to hear from first. 
So I think it sounds like Jimmy's still getting his together. Matt, I want to hear, where do you rank this movie? I actually just put it on my rankings just now. Uh-huh. Uh, as I was, I watched the movie like two and a half times. So last night I just could not stay awake. I was very tired. Probably had something to do with the immense amount of sushi I ate before the movie started. <laughs> uh and so I was dozing off pretty badly. This morning, I went in and I started the movie kind of at the point where I thought I was really falling asleep and finished it out and wondered if I hadn't seen like anything else prior to that. So then I rewatched the entire movie. Uh, it didn't strike me as very exciting then, but after having talked about it all the way through, and, and let me say that I did like it. I know it's of its time, and so some things don't really work anymore, but I did like it. I just thought that it's not something that I'd like to spend my time watching. But after talking about it here, tonight I realized how much I did enjoy it. And so I've ranked it pretty highly. I've ranked it in number four. So it's right beneath Birdemic, Shock and Terror, and it's right above the Muppet movie. The thing is, though, is like I feel like for this movie... It has to be not just a movie night. I think it has to be some kind of event. I think it has to be like like Halloween movie night with friends. And I feel like it has to be followed up with a conversation like this. Because dissecting this movie and enjoying it with my friends was part of the experience for me. It was that, that was more enjoyable even than the movie itself, I think. But I, I feel pretty comfortable putting it there. So I've got it at number four. All right. Um, so I, I next week I will go through and redo my whole list. It's about that time, isn't it? Uh, yes. But of the twenty-two films that we've watched so far, I put House on Haunted Hill at number five. Nice. It's what? right after Jaws: The Revenge. And it's right before Time Trap. <laughs> that would be a dope triple feature. Jaws the Revenge, House on Haunted Hill, and Time Trap. Um, we would have to reshuffle it because watching Time Trap last would definitely be an <laughs> anticlimax. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking that Time Trap is going to drop considerably on my list. It's in that place right now where it's not fresh anymore. And what has right. stayed with me is not a very appealing or compelling. Oh, what about Hooper and Furby? Yeah, see, that doesn't <laughs> that that's great, but that doesn't make me want to watch it. Oh, okay. So that's going to be dropping considerably, I think. Cuz there's things that are below it that I think would might even go above House on Haunted Hill. But I just know for sure that's the first one where I was like I got the time trap and I was like, "Oh, I definitely rather watch House on Haunted Hill than that." Cool. But there's things below it like Primal, Song of the South, um, Pub Star, Better Together, uh, <laughs> things that might be actually moving above it. Okay, cool. Well, I, I'm interested in hearing your newly shuffled version next week. It's going to be fun. It was important to you, Jimmy, to see a, a Vincent Price this time around. Did it live up to the hype? He did, for sure. Okay. I think that the film was more of a... like somewhere between like a detective yeah and film noir almost not really but didn't it remind of. you of clue 
No, because nothing reminds me of Clue. I love Clue. I don't know what Clue is. I mean, I know what it is, but like, I'm not familiar with that film oh, at okay. all. But yeah, I mean, essentially, I would imagine that it's the same. Like, it wasn't a scary movie as much as it was like a mystery, yeah, like suspense kind of thing. Okay. But I really liked Vincent Price. Thought he was awesome. He was devilish. Wasn't I mean, he? he made me feel like a virgin touched That's for the very, very first time. time. Yeah, I see um, that. I would definitely like. It was, it was enough to make me be like, I will watch any Vincent Price film at any time. If anyone's ever like, hey, I'm gonna put on this Vincent Price movie, I'll be like, yep, down. Super. Put cool. it on, dude. Let's go. All right. We'll have to watch some more. I definitely want to watch more of his stuff. Shanley. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I, I like this movie. I think it was a really fun. You happy with your choice? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, good job, Shanley. Thanks, guys. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised. I feel like sometimes watching an older movie, you kind of find like, uh, eh, it doesn't really hold up. You know, the things right. that were surprising at the time. We've seen that happen so many times before that that novelty just kind of lost on us. And I mean, I I do feel like having twists and like some of the things weren't super scary, but I really, really loved a lot of the dialogue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. So I am with you, Matt. I was falling asleep last night, rewatched it today, and um, I feel like I really got to appreciate the writing for this movie. Um, yeah, I'm really glad that we watched this one, not just because it's one of your choices, which I am glad that we didn't persuade you. Right. But also, my choice was also Vincent Price. We were, like, I was really excited about that. I think we all kind of were. And um, the one that I wanted, I think, sounded like it was more intentionally funny. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like this one, I mean, it's still probably intentional, but this one was definitely not supposed to be a comedy. Yeah, and I feel and the like other it made was, it more yeah. fun finding laughter in it because it wasn't necessarily the goal of the film. Right. Yeah, I see that. Shanley, today you also watched at least some of it in color. Did you have a preference one over the other? I mean, I think the black and white vibes um, are a little scarier. Right. I will say that in color, like I remember when we first started watching yesterday, like two, I think the doctor and Lance kind of looked similar if you weren't like super paying attention. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that was one thing in color. They were able to color everyone's suits differently mm-hmm. and <laughs> it just helps. became yeah. way easier, like trying to follow along what's going on. Um, and you don't have to like really be like, wait, who is that again? And like, what's going on? Right. So, I mean, that was nice, but I think overall I appreciated that movie in um, Black and White more. Cool. Jimmy, did did you have an opinion on that? Black and White, for sure. Right. I think everyone looked better in Black and White. Yeah. yeah. I think the entire cast was more attractive, including the caretakers. <laughs> um, and I feel like uh, it was just, yeah, it was definitely more fun. I mean... I've always loved black and white. It's like my favorite way to shoot photography. Okay. And so I just really appreciate when like they shot this back then. It's really hard to do. It's really hard to like show all the detail and contrast and everything. 
And so I feel like if they took the time and effort, I mean, not that they necessarily always had a choice back then, depending on their budgets, but right. if they if they made it work with black and white, I think it's really cool and should be seen that way. Yeah, you you bring up a good point about the technique of it. There is some dark shots mm-hmm. in here in, in the movie, and it's pretty hard to accomplish that in black and white, and they do a great job. It's a good-looking movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think that some of the color, just because I walked in the room while you guys were watching it in color, some of the color removes a little bit of the mystery, and so some of the menace from things, like... yeah. I was picturing the color of the acid way different than the colorized version, which is basically just a a chlorinated pool kind of look to it. Yeah, for sure. But the one place that I think that the color version did shine is if you are into Annabelle, (laughs) she looked great in color. Gotcha. She looked really good, and especially she had one outfit that was like purple it was like a purple silk robe dress mm. kind of thing gotcha. and she had maybe it was one thing but it had like a gold under shirt or something okay. and inside these like wizard sleeves these like big <laughs> droopy sleeves was like bright gold like fabric and so she's like swooshing around and it's just like purple and gold and very elegant and like I was like, dude, she's got swag, bro. Like, I'm into it. I'm, like, I have such goals for, like, oh, Just, I I would love to be able to, like, emulate her, like. Her aura, her whole vibe. Yeah. Her, like, essence. Yeah. She was just so, like, elegant in that outfit. Yeah. And, like. Powerful. Everything she was doing. Being able to tell some hussy i don't like the (laughs) fix your face go fix your face stay away from my husband (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like even the way she said it like it didn't come off as like super petty and like rude like it just even sounded like it was authoritative it was like yeah she's speaking from a place of expertise i guess i wouldn't even say that it's just like uh like and obviously this is what you're supposed to do now (laughs) yeah go fix your face clearly needs to be fixed so go do that I just I I want that so badly. You can be the Annabelle of this apartment. You are the Annabelle of this apartment, Jimmy. Thank who you. does that make you? Thank you. What do you Frederick? mean? Who does that make me? Make Obviously, Frederick. Frederick. Cool. Can I be Watson? <laughs> you're not, he's my favorite. He's my you're favorite. You're too sober. Am he's I get, my favorite character. Am I gonna wake up to you staring at no. like me sleeping? No, but you may you may oftentimes hear me making up a mythology about our apartment, though. Oh, you sons of bitches. Dink is Dr. David Trent. <laughs> yeah. Working with you to kill me. <laughs> Very good. He's always trying to, like, kick... Like, is he always in your spot on the bed? Yeah. It's because it's of the murder. Yep. All right, guys. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't, I didn't rank. You didn't rank? Yeah, I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> My bad. Jump in the gun. Sorry, jump in the horn. Go ahead, Chandler. Sorry. He's drunk over here. So... You I, I like this movie a lot, but I feel like the parts that weren't dialogue, you know, that were supposed to be more like action, I feel like were kind of slow. Yeah. And not necessarily. I wouldn't necessarily want to rewatch it and just like have it on. Like, I, I feel like if I watch it, I want to sit down and watch it. Um, So 
I put this at number five. Okay. Woo! Same as Jimmy. Yep. Um, Jaws the Revenge is at number four. Hey, same for me. Woohoo! And at number six was Ford v. Ferrari. Oh, okay, oh, cool. Wow. Ford v. Ferrari is number three on mine. It's probably like number 20 on Matt's. Shanley, you uh, picked a really highly ranked movie. We all ranked it super highly. Yeah. Good job. That Great and job. Wild Wild West, I am winning this, guys. You're killing it. Yeah, last last night you were saying that you don't do a very good job choosing movies. You got to believe in yourself, dude. Be Kill the it. Annabelle. All right, I'm going to, yes, yes. Tell us we'll to manifest. fix our fa- faces. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so who's spinning? Your boy. You spinning? Jimmy, you get to spin the All Hollows wheel. Young James, spinning uh, that wheel. Can I have your permission ah! to just go through this one more time? So All Hollows wheel is full of our the Halloween. Halloween. Hmm. I have a pitch. I think that... You have a what? Um, I think that the wheel that we are spinning should be the hollow wheel. But the program is all hollow. But hollows this three-week stretch is all hollows wheel. Gotcha. So our hollow wheel is full of topics uh, that are with the Halloween season. So they're things like, um, I don't know, specific kinds of monsters and specific kinds of movies. So yeah, Witches, vampires, ghosts, zombies. Oh, my. Oh my indeed. So Jimmy, is Slashers. there Is there something you're thinking that you're hoping for? Oh yeah, totally. I don't remember if we came up with a clever name for it. I'm sure we did. We Go did. You... The call is coming from inside the mouse. Was that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's... I I titled that one. That yes. was fine. That was very good. good. Job, it's a uh, like is it Disney specific or is that just kid movies i think that one's disney specific because there there is a yeah there's a kid one okay i'm not gonna read i it. would say either of those are fine with me but i might cool. pick a disney one even if i get sure the kids one totally and that's totally fine and again you're gonna choose three finalists and shanley and i get to come up with two so this and is, it'll this probably is a lot be of fun. 15 movies again <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> oh my <laughs> this was just such a fun one to research i really enjoyed yeah, it and i'm great. looking forward to- and i love that i know that this is going to give us more things to watch over the halloween, the halloween season. season yeah like we're definitely of- going to dip into this a lot totally I still want to get around to watching Doc, uh, Cabin of Dr. Caligari together. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. for Atu. Yep. All right. Hey, Jim, you want all hollow, you want hollow wheel? Give me that hollow wheel. I throw overhand. Oh, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited, Shanley. You excited? I am excited. Are you excited to sign off the podcast so we can all go to sleep? Oh, I'm excited. Uh, cool yeah. off. Open the windows. Open the walls. Okay, ready? Yeah. Mm. Oh, what was that? My touch screen's going out. I need a new phone. What is it? Beyond the third installment. Oh, that's a good one. So the premise for this category is horror movies. For some reason, above any other genre, they just keep coming out with new sequels. Yeah, it's horror movies. And porn. Yeah. They both. Backdoor Sluts 9. It's the best one. 
What is it? South Park. Butters' his dad watches one. And he goes, "I never seen numbers one through eight. <laughs> I like, thought it was that. No, back. Well, Stan's dad watches Backdoor Sluts Nine. Backdoor Sluts Nine is from the uh, the Lord of the Rings episode. Backdoor Sluts Nine. I <laughs> love that episode. Yeah, it's it, it's the the ring in the Lord of the Rings episode is. Oh, because Butters is like watching it in the basement, right? And then he it's becomes precious. Gollum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's really cool. So you can't pick any installments one through three it's got to be four yes. and further anything that's had at least four installments is on the table hey twilight still works let's not watch a twilight we could though let's not it's spooky scary i'm gonna recommend something from the child's play franchise oh, that's good because it's what that's gonna look like what you, your child is gonna look like chucky yeah oh, straight red hair little overalls knife <laughs> Shanley, are you into that? Um, my sister grew up terrified of Chucky. <laughs> so this is <laughs> go the, give Auntie a kiss. Yep. <laughs> but also hold this knife. <laughs> but also what? Didn't your dad? My dad. There we go. Spent like two hundred dollars on a like legit uh, authentic Chucky doll. Nice. Yeah. And was surprised when my sister wasn't leaping for joy you don't like it <laughs> I'm, i'll put it in your bed tonight <laughs> that's hilarious how old were you guys the 25 yeah wow have you have any of you guys seen the most recent child's play the one with uh mark hamill and is Aubrey it like a Plaza? reboot no yeah it's like yes a, it is a reboot no, i mean no, no i have seen not it. seen it sorry it's like an it's like an AI that interfaces with an app. Oh, it's yeah. Like updated. It sounds stupid. But Mark Hamill plays Chucky, which sounds pretty cool. Yeah, but no. No? Well, maybe that will be my recommendation. What are you going to do about it? Big I'm going to go ahead and not pick it. Okay. Does All that right. count if it's a reboot? I think so. If that counts, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Let's say it counts because horror movies always are being rebooted. That's fair. What yeah. are your thoughts, Shanley? Yeah, I'm trying to think of what like specific franchises have more than four, and I feel like that does really narrow it down for us. So I think if we include reboots, that's fair. I'm into it. I'm pretty excited for this one. Yeah, this is a good one. I I feel like it's open enough that, that we can go completely different directions with our recommendations. Yeah, totally. It's going to be exciting. Do you, do you have any thoughts, Shanley, of a, of a good... Beyond the third installment? Um, I mean, I feel like one of the Freddy movies, maybe. One of what? Freddy. Ooh. I thought you said Friday. So did I. It goes either one. There's only three. Let's just say I said that one. There's only three what? Fridays. No way. <laughs> Friday, Friday, uh, next Friday, and Friday after oh, next. Yeah. Guys. What? That's very good. They should make a Halloween Friday. They made a Christmas one. Yeah. That was a strange choice of them. Robin season. Oh, okay. This is great. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts, and I'm not going to bring them up now because I know your response, Jimmy, will just be like, I'm not going to choose that. Do you have any suspicions of things that you might choose? I have a strategy for making a choice. Okay. What's Uh, the strategy? I'm going to look up. I mean, I can already think of several franchises, but I'm going to look up just the worst horror movies of all time. And probably the best like horror movies. And I'm actually, I think I'm skewing uh, like 
our lifetime because I feel like that's when they just started recycling ideas all yeah, over the place. Definitely. Um, and yeah, I'm sure there'll be something that's either terrible that sounds like I have to pick it or something that's like shockingly the sixth, you know, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is the best one or something. Very like, okay, cool. Okay, let's check that out. Very cool. Yeah. I like this. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we might end up just watching Scary Movie 4. <laughs> scary, no. scary Movie 4. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. Oh, it's the best. Is that the one that's like Signs or is that Scary Movie 3? I think that's 3. I haven't seen that series in so long that I can't even remember. Hmm. Well, very exciting. Okay, cool. Any any last minute thoughts, guys, before we tie up this episode? No. Okay. Nope. Feeling good. Tune in next week. If you dare to All Hollows Wheel, where we'll watch a Beyond Beyond the Third 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 installment movie. Movie. Scary movie. (laughs) A freaking Hollows Wheel. Wow, all right. <laughs> sure. Thanks for listening in to the Weekly Watch Wheel. If you had as much fun as they did, be sure to subscribe, tell a friend about us, and maybe even leave us a review. Hit us up on Twitter at WKLYWatchWheel or via email at WeeklyWatchWheel at gmail.com. Bye! It's the Weekly Watch Wheel.